When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When you get to call your boss a fucking mark on live television, that's a monster pop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and non-binary pals, welcome to the latest episode of the Monster Pop Podcast. As always, I'm Dr. Destruction, PhD, accompanied by the student of the game, D Straight. You know what? You did that all wrong. Let me redo that for you. When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. But when the nation's number one faith-based wrestling podcast is back again for another week, that's a monster pop. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's up? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. What's going on? Nobody's introduced Wait, me. That, I didn't get to. Yeah, who's that talking? I was about to introduce okay. you, and then you just pretend like I'm not here. Going into business jump, for myself. Jumping the gun, a little premature as always. <laughs> Reclaim Joey. <laughs> what up? Is it premature if you're just taking the initiative? Yeah, that's that's what I always tell her. all right well this has been definitely one of those weeks in wrestling where right when you think that like you know the iceberg has hit its peak it has not uh we have some news predominantly bad news this week (laughs) um have you guys ever seen uh the incredibles yes I have only seen chunks. Okay. Um. Have you seen the scene where like he's going through like the uh, the bad guys like computer and it's showing like all these superheroes that were killed? Um. That sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. So I feel like we're gonna get into this injury list, and it Aww. feels like that scene. Just <laughs> like as we go through this, so many guys out of action. Some of them maybe not as long as others, fortunately. But yeah. So like, let's start off. Uh, just kind of crescendo up to the, the biggest ones. Uh, Jeff Hardy beat up. We kind of confirmed that uh, pretty much right after we uh, did last week's episode. We suspected that something was off about his game, and turns out he was kind of banged up. I suspect he's probably not too seriously hurt if he's like still on TV, but we'll see. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, uh, that seems to be a brief uh, spell. Sounds like they'll be back in time for Forbidden Door, hopefully. Yeah, the Brian Danielson news really scared me because that, you know, fucking Forbidden Door looms, and he's the guy yeah, for that. For he me. really is. For- he's the favorite to be champion. Yeah. yeah. So We have Matt Cardona put out that he's injured, tore a bicep after like all these other guys. He's like, well, you know. All these other top wrestlers are out. So am I. Now, yeah. So I think that's uh, a that's a that's a, a goof. That's a gimmick. No, apparently he he is. Is he really injured. okay? Uh, yeah, Torah by. So I, I watched Did he wrestle on GCW this. So weekend? so he had a match scheduled with Blake Christian, and I watched mm-hmm. it. And the segment was actually really bad. Usually his segments are excellent, but um, he cuts a promo. Uh, talks about how he's injured. It was pretty good, and then. Blake Christian comes out and then says that he'll lay down for him if they have their match. That way he can um, get a title shot. So this match was actually for uh, number one contendership. So of course he, you know, they did the Matt Cardona's an idiot thing, and he, you know, he went to pin Blake Christian who laid down for him, and then he didn't actually do that, and you know, blah blah blah. So Blake Christian just beats him real fast. Like he just he literally went there, and you know, honestly, respect if he's actually injured, he went there to put. Uh, Blake Christian over in that way, which is man, that's respect, right? He went and put him over like while he was injured. That's fucking cool. Um, and then yeah, so Blake Christian's number one contender. The only way I'm showing up injured is to put over my damn self. I thought it was like just like I thought it was just something <laughs> silly to advance the um, Blake Christian storyline that they've been doing, and 
I I was like, oh, he's just goofing, right? He just wants to be like all the top guys or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's the gimmick. But I go, oh, if he's really injured, then insane. Well, uh, Davey, if you know, with that logic, you might have agreed with this next guy, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Full tear of his uh, pack. Uh, He showed up at Hell in a Cell. The most insane looking bruise I've ever seen. Looks like, you know, a fictional infection almost. Like, if the zombie plague's gonna start, it's gonna start with uh, Cody's tit, apparently. That's how bad it looked. It was bad. It's a it's a full tear. They said, um, I guess I guess they let him wrestle because the injury can't get any worse. And uh, <laughs> like it, th- they're like, yeah. So I well, guess you can just it, go, it's something go ahead. You, it's something you can kind of work around. Yeah. Um, there was only a few spots in the actual match. Um, you know, Joey and I watched it uh, separately, but uh, there was only a few spots in the match where I was like, okay, like you know you're risking other parts getting yeah. injured if you're going to compensate like that. But for the most part, he was pretty safe about yeah. it. Yeah. With that um, said, this was a masterclass in like working with something like this. Like he was so good here. And obviously he took most of the beatings. He was selling most of the time and stuff like that. But he was like, he hardly did anything where he would have to like lift um, Seth Rollins yeah, because a not only could he hurt himself, but he could have hurt Seth Rollins, um, right? With having you know, uh, you know, with having the injury and everything. But he also like just they just fucking his selling, his storytelling, like it was so good. The match was awesome. Uh, what did you think? Did you think? Did you agree with? Do you agree with that? I, you know what? Like, I I was talking about this a little bit with Davey uh, before we got on. This is a match where if it was like you did the the exact same thing with both guys in another company, I think it would have been better because the production drove me nuts. Yeah, the camera like there's I mean obviously like any no DQ match there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, yeah. uh, maybe a little less so in other companies um, where they do take quite a beating still, but the cameraman was like determined to like expose every bit of smoke and mirror yeah, in that match. It was weird. Like the zoom the zoom ins, like when you could tell like, oh, they're working around the yeah. injury when it's supposed to be working the injury. And it was just it, it it kind of took took me out of it a bit. And like, what is up with their crowds? It didn't bother me as much because like it's it's a it's adds realism to it. Like he really is injured. You're gonna, you know that they're working right. around it anyways. I wasn't gonna get lost in that story no matter what because you're. Yeah, I just, I just wish that they didn't expose it because these guys were working so hard. They were. to like, tell that story and they just didn't. It was like this, like it was something completely out of their control that just sort of took it away. Also, respect for to Seth Rollins because he fucking took care of Cody, and he was still really good. Yeah. Like he did a great job. I mean, he's still the lame like, you know, Joel Schumacher Batman villain, but. He was fucking like, goddamn, dude. He's I forget how good he is sometimes. And that extended outside of this match too, because reportedly, like Seth was bringing him juice in his bed and like hanging out, reading him stories. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> what a guy, dude. Did any wrestling pro wrestling imp- impresario miss the opportunity to comment, you know, on on the photo and how outraged they were that this match was going on? Who was who was outraged? Pretty much every professional wrestling impresario or, you know, fucking figure was like, why is this happening? What the fuck, man? Why are you doing <laughs> Like, they this? just have no idea. Yeah, just like... Huh. Yeah. Just, so, be, you know, essentially yeah, most, expressing most their the concern. They're, you know, they're clutching their pearls that he's going on with the match, injured like that. The only thing I, I think it might be a concern is, like, because he, you know, chose to do this and whatnot. Right. 
I'm slightly concerned that, like, maybe WB is like, well, hey, Cody would do this. Like, why can't you, Mr. Mrs. Injured Person? I mean, I I saw that video where this, like, that doctor was, like, talking about the injury and stuff like that. And he was like, A, the, the, it can't get any worse. And B, um, and B, like, he, he, it's the, the injury is so fresh that he didn't lose any range of motion, really. I mean, he, he was doing a fucking stellar job of selling. But really, the only thing mm-hmm. he had to deal with was pain at this point, and so he. Yeah. So it was fine. It was honestly like fine. It looked way worse than it probably like was in the match. Like it, like he did a great job of selling, and if people bought it like that, then fine. But this injury, he was going to be fine to, to to work this match like straight up. If that's the case, then why didn't Seth come out and just start chopping that bruised fucking? Well, he did. Right he did. I mean, he did. Like he, like yeah, yeah. Mm, he he it wasn't. It wasn't exactly. right away, but he 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 got a kendo stick and fucking swung it and smacked him right in the chest with it, like hard. Like it was good. It was real good. Yeah. And then he had him on the ground, and they did this close up shot where like Seth was like pushing the kendo stick into his chest, and you could see like just the fucking like. Because he was all, he was like super swollen and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, right. Let's start the match. They zoomed right. Yeah, in they on zoomed it. into it, and you could see it like <laughs> pushing into the fucking bruise. It was in, it was fucking good. Like, yeah, that was like the that was like the one time that the zoom in was yeah. actually good. Um, and at like the very start when they're like, oh hey, look at this hideous like bruise yeah. on Cody Rhodes. And then, and I'm sure um, Cody has read all the romanticized accounts of wrestlers fighting through heinous injuries and things and oh yeah i'm sure that you know he was motivated somewhat by that you know as a as a source of internal ego like i just have my suspicions that was um i mean maybe but at, at the same time man like it's it's hard to say like you, you you're he's in line he's probably going to be the next champion they've been building him so much he's over he's got like insane momentum if they say he can go he's gonna go like no matter what mm. like it makes sense to me that he would like if you don't have this match to to finish this feud, like you lose all your momentum. And he can take time off right now, and it's like he said he can like like we said mm-hmm. he can he can still do things. I bet he could still cut promos. He could probably still do like like uh, segments. Like he can still do things. Uh, yeah. Like in the meantime, until it's time for uh, time for him to come back. I heard that it was like a six month recovery window but that was like from somebody speculating i don't know if it actually is mm-hmm. so it might even be even less because what do they got to do Re- reattach it or whatever and then he's got to heal from it and, <laughs> you know yeah, no reclaim joey uh you know md i'm just yeah, saying i'm just saying i remember dude i remember Dr. hackenstein no I'm, not, I'm just saying like when i was when i was wrestling like eddie uh eddie craven he he fucking uh, wrestled forever with just a, like the, the, the his bicep was completely torn off the bone. So like, oh, yeah, God. and he wrestled for like months with it. There's a, you know, was was he wrestling to eat, Joey, or was he, you know, working his normal job? Um, well, you know, I mean, he was probably getting paid pretty good. He was working the money marks. So so what, what, uh, what did you mean by the crowd was weird? They just kind of had like weird sort of out of place reactions. The way they pop for certain things, and I know it's just the way that like the WWE crowds condition, but like they like didn't really react. Like the heat segments, they they didn't really react till like it was over, and then they started booing. And like they would react for like, I mean, they reacted big for tables, but like overall, like I actually think like the New Japan crowds, without like them saying anything, 
tend to come across as more engaged with the match than they were here. I feel like maybe there was a, like a, a degree of like concern. Everybody knew the deal with Cody's um, pectoral and uh, his injury, and like maybe people were just legitimately concerned. Like it was a nervous silence. Yeah, because it because I mean the maybe because yeah, the match was good. They did react. Cody was over as hell. Uh, other than that, like I did get I did get super nervous when they had like chanted "Thank you, Rollins." I'm like, oh my god! Like Cody's back to his AEW no, reactions. They, they were like, chanting "Thank you, Rollins" because he pulled out a table. Yeah. You know how they are with that. And it was it, it was it looked like the most brittle <laughs> like um like cracker. Like, yeah, I know thin, we've, wheat thin fucking table kinda, I've ever seen. I know we, we mentioned that for uh, I think it was at the uh, the uh, fucking uh, jackass match at Right Mania yeah. where it seemed like the tables were like gimmicked. Like it feels like these tables like I mean they broke when they should have, but they felt like they like really broke. Like there was nothing yeah, holding them up to begin yeah, with. Yeah, which and, and the thing is, and like I don't think that they are. Like it could be whatever manufacturer they get them from or something like that. But it's like. Tables generally aren't gimmicked because I hear that sometimes, but and maybe they could be for like a women's match or something, but the tables break your fall. So your bump doesn't yeah. hurt as bad. So they actually kind of protect you. But these didn't you. look like yeah. they broke anything. Yeah, they they were just like wafer thin and yeah, they fell right through it. It was weird. But yeah, I mean the match like I said, the match was really I thought the match was really good. It was uh Yeah. And this this was like one of those tests that you see, like, you know, you hear about like a a wrestler having to do this or work with a with an injury this way and then the, the wrestler that that has to take care of them and the degree of trust that you need like this is one of those mm-hmm. wrestlers wrestlers matches wrestlers wrestling For matches sure. if that makes sense uh, i thought it was good and then of course uh you know the cody injury is big because the guy has a lot of momentum um and you know obviously it kind of puts wb in a weird spot especially with roman reigns gone as well but the biggest one is probably cm punk Gave a promo on Rampage. There was rumors that he had been hurt because uh, the way he was like walking um, during a commercial break in Dynamite. But yeah, uh, he is injured. He's not relinquishing the title, but there will be an interim champion, and that obviously has uh, implications for Forbidden Door, and obviously they're booking more generally going forward. Um, he didn't disclose his injury, but it's clearly something tied to like his foot or his leg. Did anyone pinpoint the injury spot? Or is it still speculation? Apparently, it was when he uh, tried to get in the ring in the tag match, and uh, he tried, That's what he tried I was to do thinking, a springboard sure. and like kind of tripped and fell. Sure. I mean, he didn't say anything, like you said. Did you catch when it happened? Like he didn't say shit about it. But that's what I'm. That's what I hear the other people saying that that's what it is. I. Th- that was my speculation. Yeah, I think Mine too, like, but I also thought he might have slipped because he was underestimating. You know how fucked up his foot was when he fucking tried to do a goddamn stage dive front ways and smashed into the fucking barrier. Oh shit! When he came out, oh yeah. When I rewatched, when I rewatched that too, I was like, maybe that was. It's hard to say. He does his his foot kind of. It's not in the frame for very long, but you can tell it probably had an awkward entry onto that rail. And then he also, when he slips on the springboard, which. God damn it! Stop doing springboard shit. Just stay away from the top rope, CM Punk. For fuck's sake. I don't know. He's always done that. He's always done that flying clothesline, and he's never fucked it up. But like, he he has always done it, and he can't do it anymore. I mean, I don't know. He can barely do it anymore. I mean, I've seen him do it uh, just fine uh, since he's been in AEW. But yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it could be just like he's doing other shit, like you said, like the fucking dive. But like, 
I mean, I hope it's just a broken foot because yeah. like, the, the healing timeline on that's pretty short. Yeah, like you could realistically see him by the end of the summer. It's probably not that bad, but I mean, I guess a broken foot can get really bad, like fucking Carrie Von Eric. But that was like in a motorcycle accident. Apparently, his foot got completely right. fucking crushed. But crushed, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but yeah, a foot, it's not that bad. Like, I don't know. Did they say how long he was going to be out? Because that's like just six. They did. That's like six six to eight weeks or something. Yeah, sometimes even shorter. But yeah, like it's, it just depends. Uh, he did say he'll have surgery. And and from what we've kind of gathered from somewhat more recent injuries too, like Kenny Omega has been injured for a while now. But part of his like, you know, issue has just been getting scheduled for those surgeries. So that can always, you know, add. Yeah, because like that was like his issue early on was just actually being able to get the appointment to get his uh, various surgeries. I mean, I don't know if things might be better now, like because there was, you know, still COVID stuff. I mean, there still is now, I guess, that have sort of caused like a whole delay in the medical system. So that might add, you know, to these guys' recovery times as well Mm -hmm. as just getting that, you know, scheduled. But who knows? So all the guys on the shelf right now, Cody, Punk. And long, well, at least midterm, Ibushi, like those are three huge guys. And Kota's obviously had some drama going on while he was laid up. He's not one to sit by and not get in the news. Just real quick on that, New Japan issued 10% pay cuts for a three-month period this summer for Ibushi, the New Japan company president. So I guess this is penalty is coming down from Bushi Road rather than New Japan leadership proper. And thirdly, Dick Togo's boy. They're all taking 10% pay cuts this summer (laughs) as um, penalty for their breach of contract. Perceived, you know, I guess contractually, it says it right there in writing to shut the fuck up about these internal kind of... uh, Machinations? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the closeout on that for now. I haven't heard a Bushi comment on that so maybe he'll go off on another dia tribe about how the 10 percent that um is being taken from them is being funneled right into yakuza activity <laughs> or something who knows yeah i mean it's wild um i guess you know we should probably talk about too with the the punk mm-hmm. stuff that that's shaking up some stuff at forbidden door uh ironically this week they had finally announced his opponent which was tanahashi which they've sort of made a little bit more convoluted, but now what we're going to get is, I believe this is all on Dynamite, right? That there's going to be a battle royal to determine who goes up against John Moxley for the interim championship match at Forbidden Door, which is going to be between the winner of that match and the winner of Tanahashi and Hiroku Goto. Hiroki Goto. Come on, Goto, uh, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's weird. I guess they want to make it look like uh, Tana earned the, earned the shot. I kind of feel like the fact that they've announced, like, like obviously they had the Tana thing already, and then, like, sort of announcing, like, oh, it'll be Mox against the winner of this Battle Royal. I feel like that kind of tips the hat at the actual outcome. Yeah, it, it probably does, but, I mean, especially when it's it comes to New happened, Japan, but... especially when it comes to New Japan, predictable isn't always the worst thing in the world, you know, when the when uh, what we get in the end sure. is great. So they needed a little sauce for a yeah. match on one of the upcoming New Japan cards, and this is it. I think it's at Dominion. Yes. It's also a really good way to promote 
the pay-per-view to the Japanese crowd, you know, just to get it and get in their storyline. So it, it totally makes sense for them to do this, even if it's you know pretty much coming over the transom already that Tanahashi is um, going to be the um, interim champion contender at Forbidden Door. Yeah, uh, who would you guys like to see in that spot? Like, I, I I would think like the best possible choice would have been MJF. Yes, dude, one hundred percent. And and I know we talked about Danielson being a favorite if he can go, but you know he can't go this week. And yeah. w- w- when is when is, is that this week that they're doing that's, that? That's this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe so, this yeah. Week. so you know, reportedly he's out one to two weeks. Dude, how would mm-hmm. how how would MJF? How would like uh, if he's being pulled? How is he? How would he finagle his way into this battle royal? A variety of ways. Number one, the fucking stupid way is to have Smart Mark Sterling come out and fucking, oh, okay. fucking pull some legal shit or something stupid. Right. That's the easy way to do it. And you know, he's technically they may have pulled him, but we don't know like the the extent of that in kayfabe. Right. So I'm I'm guessing like he'll be the final entry in that battle royale or or near the end or. He'll either be the first or the last. I'm guessing, you know, the last. Well, it's a battle royal. It's a battle royal, so like, mm-hmm. I, I, they're not gonna do like a wild card or anything. I think it, it's gonna be everybody's gonna fucking be there. Gonna gonna be in the oh, yeah. like a big like just everyone's in the ring mm-hmm. at the start. Okay, it could be. We'll see. You never know with AEW. They make shit up as they go yeah, along. <laughs> yeah, their battle royals can take a variety of forms. True. We've seen all all kinds of the most confusing shit. It'll be like. You know, if your social security number ends with an even number, you'll be in the ring. Dude, that's, I, I the, say, that's I, the thing I, to do, right? You MJF, he has the New Japan, like, little shade going on that he's he's throwing shade at New Japan here and there. Do Tanahashi versus the ultimate babyface mm-hmm. versus the fucking ultimate heel. Exactly. And, that's the dude, money. That's, that's gotta money be right there. That's, that's got to be. Oh, my God. That's got to be. That has to be. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like they're going for a slower burn on this MJF thing, though, to be honest. Um, and like, th- there's certain things where like, uh, apparently there was this edict from uh, Warner Discovery to like pull MJF from like AEW's promotional spots and commercials. That I mean, if this is if this part's like all like you know worked out for them, that's pretty fucking impressive. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, they they um, working they work closely with their network. I don't see why they wouldn't do something. I mean, like maybe this. I, it's just it's just it's weird, but like if they're if he can't be in like commercials and whatnot, there, there's no way they want him like their champion to be like, oh yeah, like he just doesn't exist. They took him off I mean they, they took him off their website and stuff like that. That to me is just like easy. Yeah, part, they can do that. Like mm-hmm. kayfabe. Yeah. Like that's that's you know that's next to no effort to take that down. Well it, going back it, to it takes the it, summer of punk thing, right? He he takes the belt and his he's done. Like he doesn't resign the yeah. contract and he's gone. And it was a huge story. They got a lot out of that. So I think they can still get a lot out of this you know, this like reeks of like him being in commercials, you know, this reeks of, of CM Punk be, it being like kind of his idea. And like, <sighs> he's like, this is, this is how we could have done it in WWE, you know, like how far we could have gone. We could have gone, but they wouldn't let me or something like that. Let's do this with MJF. Well, the real issue with, with the real issue with it in WWE was that they like brought him back. That too, that, that too. Yeah. But they could have done way just more. There's just more they could have done like this. Yeah, and like remember they had Punk showing up at Comic Con and shit, and yeah. interrupting a press conference and, yeah. and stuff. So I mean that was away from the main product, and True. they got a lot of pub out of that. I, I absolutely think that Warner could work with him on that, and and you know what, taking his 
PWTs, like, uh, um, not PWTs, but the AW, his, yeah, AW his shop. merch. Yeah. He's one of their top sellers. He's got like, I remember somebody yeah. was like, he's like got five of their tops, like five, um, like three of their five top five sellers or something like that. Something crazy like that. And uh, to be fair, doesn't their store basically just filter through? PWTs it does. It's basically it, it does. But still, what? I, but the point is, is they're taking away his ability to make money off of his merch when he's one of their top sellers. And they're going all in, and MJF's going all in, and Tony's going all in, Warner's going all in. They know they have something, something here. Well, there's the, well, there's the, there's the eventual payoff. What? All in. Yeah, all in too, or all, all out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's going. Yeah, everybody's going full bore with this. Like it's so to me, it's just really obvious. MJF can organize all in too, apart from AEW proper. Also, from a marketing standpoint, the way this like <laughs> the way this news trickles out, the way it does to keep people talking and then they, they wait a few days and then they keep people talking. They wait a few days mm-hmm. and they keep people talking. It's just, it's so fucking obvious to me. I think, yeah, I agree with you that uh, Warner discovery edict is, is pretty easy to work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I, I will say too, I mean, the bigger story might be that if they are working it, that shows like just how good that relationship is between AEW and the mm-hmm. network. And from what I, from what I understand, what I've heard from, uh, from different uh, for different things online is that they really like MJF. Like they fucking You talking about the network? The, the network. They love MJF. Well, be, yeah, because his yeah. segments like he said are um, yeah. among the most watched on the show. I've heard some shit where like they're saying that like oh, so there's so much realism and stuff like that. Dude, this is such a work. They would not give him time on TV. Like w- like to, like like he's going to act like that and Tony's going to be like they act like he went rogue. And they're like, uh, we hear from MJF the night after he got stretchered out. Like they gave him that fucking time. So there's like, realism yeah, in, pop- in you know yeah. in the way like realism is a literary device. Yeah, for sure. No, mm-hmm. no, no, absolutely. But like the way that they're saying like seeing that, that that MJF went off script and everything. Like they gave him this time. They fucking gave him well, the I mean, time. They on don't TV. have a script to go off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The only question you can have out of his his promo and if you guys just want to talk about that now we can the only question you can have in regards to that is how much further did he push it than they were comfortable with probably none they probably knew exactly what they were going to do they knew exactly and and that's and i agree i agree and maybe there's one or two things that they were like oh shit and kind of kidded him around about when he got to the back like no no you're gonna go absolutely no they knew they knew they there's no way they didn't know dude this is national tv there's no fucking way they gave him his this time. They've been planning this for a long time. They've been trickling out this news little by little. We don't little. know that. In fairness, we don't know when. If you still subscribe to the fact that he did have some quarrel about his um, his contract, like he did have a legitimate gripe at one point, we don't know when they got it worked out and and went to town with it. Or technically, I don't, if it's I don't even think that's true. Dude, out. I'm telling you right now, I don't even think that's true. So you think you think Tony fucking paid him out the ass when he wanted to? He's got him taken care of. He's never been unhappy, and they just planned this from the get. You know, percent work. You mean with with no basis in reality? Hundred percent. That's hundred percent. I think. So you that, think MJF has never had a contract issue other than like maybe an initial one that they took care of right away. If he did, it got worked out real quick, and there was not. Right away, yeah, saying. there was never. A big fucking blow up that they ever had. I'm telling you that this has been a work from the fucking start. Like from the fucking moment they fucking started trickling it in. Look how fucking look look at the timing of everything. Like they trickled it out. 
it built up and then it fucking climaxed right when fucking uh mjf was gonna uh you know put over wardlow and be done with that storyline and now it's time for him to move on this it's the timing is just too fucking perfect it's so obvious and you know what and it's great that 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 people are getting work this way because it's so fucking obvious to me it is obvious and except for like what we said last week it kind of stole some thunder from the wardlow match it did but like it it did yeah. a little bit but not enough for it to be a big deal in the long run wardlow's gonna do a good job and he's gonna like continue to t- continue to uh grow and get over like it's i don't think there's any issue there i mean no that's i mean that's true but it just it took away from you know i know nature abhors a vacuum or whatever but in a vacuum it took away from that match it did, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely did. But I think Wardlow's so, the so, thing is, is I'm, I think Wardlow's going to be okay, and it's something that they just had to be all right with uh, going forward. And they probably knew. I bet they knew. They knew that it would take a little bit of thunder away from Wardlow. So this is everything that they stole from Peter to pay Paul with this storyline. Number one, that match, some of the you know lightning, some of the heat from that match. Number two, and the one that I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around is fucking stiffing those fans in line. Still That's have a big a tough one. Time with that one. See, I still have a tough. Everyone see. Everyone still thinks that, uh, like, all the reporters still think that, that one was a shoot. Yeah, like there was a wellness call. Yeah, because they, they didn't said. Know yeah, was. I heard that that like they were even like uh, they even wanted to like bust in uh, MJF's hotel room at the at the um, you know just to make sure that he was okay or something like that. But even then, we didn't hear anything about this. And you know what, like. It, what they sold like ten thousand dollars worth of like uh tickets or whatever for this for this uh, meet and greet and man they refunded everybody they probably were like we're oh, gonna piss to, people. yeah they're like we're gonna piss people off but we're gonna refund everybody we'll make it okay well going back to what i said last week just refunding people especially on a, a holiday weekend puts a lot of people out like that money's not available to them so that's a little bit that's more also than just true like, oh, it's no big deal here's your money right back it's cool. unless they're handed out like benjamins like at the exit yeah um i just i have a i do have a hard time with that i have an even so, more i even have a, I, even, I have an even harder time believing that mjf is that unprofessional because i mean like um there it, might it, be even, some other jim explanation jim Cornette even yeah there could be another explanation and Jim Cornette was even saying, like, every time he's ever dealt with him, he has been the, like, utmost, intelligent, easy to work with, smart, like, uh, professional person. One of the most professional people he's ever worked with. I just don't fucking buy it, dude. I don't buy that he they, they've been fighting about his contract. He signed on the dotted line. He knows what he was fucking going to get paid. He might be upset that other people are getting paid more and they but the company's doing better now too. It makes business sense that people are that new people that signing new contracts are going to get paid more and when it's time for him to sign again, he's going to get paid more. And he also, you know, and it, it, it's I don't buy that like he's that miffed about it. He's probably doing well. He's making money. He's he's prominently featured mm-hmm. on the show. He's selling a lot of fucking merch. And like, yeah, he might be worth a lot, but like, he's also like, he's gonna be there when his contract is up to make the big, big money. He'll be there. And who? Did and you I, see the numbers that came out about his his salary, like his initial salary to where it reportedly mm-hmm. is now? No, what is what's what is that? So his starter deal was apparently, you know, and at that point, you called him a rookie last week, and I'll, and I'll I'll cop to that. His first year with AEW, we can call mm-hmm. him a rookie yeah know, absolutely and i don't mean that some other stuff yeah that's no that's no like uh, i mean he was three years in the biz apparently whenever he started in AEW. so 
I think he was yeah three yeah, or four, four yeah, years three or, or so. four years at yeah. the most, and yeah. that's that's rookie. Those are rookie years, and you know, and I don't mean anything like negative by that. It's not an insult to MJF at all. Like he's that's just that's literally let's, just based on so time. Let's, yeah, let's say his first year in AEW is is a, his a rookie year because it's uh-huh. him coming up into the quote unquote big leagues. So mm-hmm. we we can call it that. So his starter deal was apparently all the starter deals were worth between forty and seventy a year. I guess they were getting t-shirt stuff, which is a fucking pittance for being on, you know, TNT. But supposedly he's been... Well, they weren't on TNT. They yet, weren't right? on TNT when they first started, but that deal was in the works. They were pretty much yeah. almost a done deal. Apparently, shortly thereafter, he got a pretty big pay bump. And whether or not that was a bigger cut of t-shirt sales or whether or not that was just t-shirt sales starting to come in. But apparently he's quote, making, quote, hundreds of thousands of dollars right now. Not as much as... A Malachi Black, or reportedly even like a Mark Henry, who doesn't fucking do much, um, and and these guys have skins on the wall. But I could see him wanting to get paid b- more before his contract is up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that right. he should be expected mm. to wait, yeah. especially when guys are getting deals restructured all the time. But acting unprofessional but, about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't buy that. We don't know that he did that. The only reason that I think he may have acted unprofessional is if he went to Tony and Ernest in a professional manner, and Tony was fucking. Sp- Spazzed out and acting like a fucking geek, you know, which is possible. We've wow. seen him act fucking erratic, and we don't. And that's on when the cameras are rolling. Man, this is this. So like, I'm not saying that's what happened. Getting, I'm you're just getting, we're getting worked. The more we talk about it, the more work you get. No, and that's okay because <laughs> that's that's what we're here for. You know, yeah, for true. Um, Fair enough. That's what we're here for. And do professional people can run up against people that are un- acting unprofessionally, and that can change their demeanor. I'm not even speculating that, but I'm just. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that can happen. I think that promo was too good to not be based on anything. Right. I, I still think that at some point there was there was some legitimacy to this. The only thing I don't know is when the legitimacy became a work or if it was still, mm-hmm. if he still had an ongoing issue when they decided to make it a work and they decided to work it in. He The thing that I didn't think of last weekend when I was, I, I one thing I knew is that they were going to work it, but. I, you know, he was mentioning it on TV, like in the Long Island segments and stuff. Right. You know, oh, the guy in the back, you don't want to talk about 2024 little sides yeah, like that. They've been, he's, he's but that been, was pretty recent. He's been, he's been like, tri- yeah. they've been trickling this shit and yeah. adding little, th- we know that they've always done that. They did it with Adam Page. These fucking come so, up. This yeah. is the, this is but, the heel version of what they did with Adam Page. It's, we don't know, like you, like, like you're saying, it could be like, like you're saying that it's just been a work the whole time. They paid him. He's happy professional tony's professional he wanted to make sure mjf got paid because he knows his value right away didn't make him wait gave him the terms he wanted he's happy let's but dude while you know while he's signing the paper hey dude wouldn't it be crazy if we did this when they this be great could be that it could be that he had a legitimate beef and maybe like he didn't get to talk to tony for a while leaked out that he was unhappy maybe he you know told somebody told a confidant whatever let something slip that was and by design. Reports got dude. out, and and maybe that was it. And then maybe it got taken, or maybe it has been kind of a lingering, ongoing thing. And 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 it could even be that they got together and and decided to hash it out, decided to do the work, and it just and the shoot part of it lingered on from there. And we don't know when it well, was. Well, right, right, but we don't know any of that. But we don't. But I, personally, I'm under the I'm under the impression that that at some point it was legitimate. What how severe? I don't know. I don't think that they stiffed those fans as uh, as part of this. I just don't. Because there are ways to to work that he's unhappy while he's there and he could, you know, make a few comments and some some marks could go back 
and fucking tweet about. You know, there's ways mm-hmm. to do it with him being there without ripping. Yeah, him and that might have be, even been better if it was you know intended as part of this. But it's, I I don't think that I agree with you. I think that was you know the shoot aspect of this. If at the very least that was mm-hmm. um, possibly other parts of this. As I well. just don't see them. I just don't see a company like a babyface company like that fucking people over for work. I don't either. I and don't. you know, it could have like we said, we, it could have been the same thing like what happened with Samojo, where there was just like a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But he was double booked. Yeah, he was double booked. In like it could have that could have been something similar. There was like reports of see, MJF being seen gambling while he was supposed to be there and that oh during that window yeah but also no there's there's no picture or proof of that just like the fucking plane ticket i think there's a picture of him uh at the casino i just don't know if it's like collaborated that it was at that time how you talk about the plane ticket how available publicly are flight like passenger lists because if those are getting out that's that's a concern i'll put it like this they were saying that Oh, there's a Max Friedman on this flight. There's a Max Friedman on this flight. Friedman is not his fucking last name. It's Feinstein. So it's fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's fucking all bullshit. And there, I saw all these reporting. Even the fucking Observer was like, yeah, there's a ticket for Max Friedman. Like, that's not his fucking real name. <laughs> that's so stupid. No. I was so shocked at all that shit. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Didn't it come out that he was related to 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 RF? Yeah, video, Rob Feinstein. Yeah, and he changed it, and he changed his name to Friedman, his wrestling name to Friedman, to avoid all that because of the fucking Rob Fondelstein or whatever the fuck. His birth name it says Maxwell T. Friedman. I'm, yeah, see, I thought that was, I thought it was too. I didn't think it was Feinstein, and I'm that's pretty, not to say he's not related because he could just be a cousin. Like, well, look it up. Are you? Is that a Wiki, Is that a Wikipedia? Uh, That's on. It is on Wikipedia that because, his name is, because, is Friedman, because but that doesn't mean anything. He was Feinstein very briefly, because I've seen I've seen the video where he talked about it. He's like, oh, uh, people in the industry advised me to change the name. He's Are you re- sure he didn't just debut under that name? Like that was the the kayfabe name was Feinstein. I'm and then hundred like, hey, don't, because don't no, because do he is he's he, he is. It's his uncle, or some or somebody. It that, could yeah, still be his uncle. I'm telling um, you, dude. That dude. I'm telling you. I just. I just see. I can't find anything that says that. I have to is. find it, but I'm a hundred. He had. He did have. And Ma- Maxwell Jacob Feinstein was a ring name. Hundred okay, percent. Yeah, that's not his. That's that's his ring name, bro. That's the that's ring a, name. That's a chose. real. That's his real name. <laughs> his real name is Friedman, and he was working as Feinstein. And they said, "Hey, you may not want to fuck." You what, what? You just made that up. What are you talking about? You know, I'm pretty sure dude, he debuted. He literally dude, that's the incredible. He, he debuted under the name Maxwell Jacob yes, Feinstein. Yes, his uncle is. Rob Feinstein. Yeah, and that may be true, the but that video doesn't mean guy. like he's got the same last name. Like I have an uncle with a different last right, name. Right, but you it's know, it's too. Why would he take that name? Why would he use that name then? Why else would he use that name? It's kind of a generic alteration of his actual name. No, dude. And then just always oh, so do a generic well, alteration. If it was his uncle's name, maybe that was just a tribute. To a him. tribute to the fucking and, kid and maybe, toucher. No. Yeah, I don't. Think no, he, I no, don't think, dude. It's so. St- I don't think he was. Well, I mean, that. he's a. Heel, I can't believe you know, we're having like, this conversation. That's his real name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I don't see anywhere that says that's, that's his real name. So, I'm telling you right now, that's his real name. What's your What's your source for that other than an interview you have remembered? Him. I, it's It's a fucking. Vi- there's a. It was a video on YouTube <laughs> where he talked about it. Are you sure you didn't get it twisted? I sw- and you were you're fucking with me right attention? now. You're fucking with me, right? It's my birthday. Don't do this to me. Oh my god, dude! I, dude, I totally forgot the same happy birthday. Just kidding. It's not. Ha- it's not your birthday today, is it? No. Well, it's tomorrow. No. So 
There you go. Dude, literally everywhere I We're look. We're not ready to sing happy birthday. Maxwell yet. T. Friedman. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. This is these wikis were after he became famous in, in AEW. I'm not we're not looking at wikis exclusively. It's, what are you yeah, looking, looking at? His at fucking every, birth certificate? I saw a video. Feinstein as is an alter ego. I saw a video with him saying it. God damn it. He might have gotten worked, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> No, I think his name is Friedman. Dude. It was him saying it, and he was he was completely what out of Rosie character. What did Rosie O'Donnell call him? Max. Rosie O'Donnell. Goddamn fools. <laughs> Are y'all looking at it? Okay. Max Friedman. She calls, Max Friedman. She literally calls him she that. Calls him in, Max video. Friedman, she, in the video, she calls him that? Yes. 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 Okay. Rosie O'Donnell calls him Friedman. Well, you had a, you had a rig name at eight years old, dude. All right. Well, I got worked, I guess. <laughs> Joey got worked. Wait, 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 again. wait. Wait, he was there to sing, so maybe that was his stage name. Oh my god! Oh yeah, gosh. that was his stage name at five. <laughs> yeah, this viral five-year-old, yeah, viral five-year-old stage, stage name. Yeah, I like how like you you want to be like you know the, you're this the smart fan who's like not getting worked by this this angle. Dude, you're like, so oh, it's all just to work. Worked. But that is fucking his fucking name, his birth name. All I know, you're getting worked over. All I know is that I saw the video. He was out of character, and he was talking about his uncle, and he said he had to change the name. Because of his uncle. That might have just been like what he, he maybe thought that was funny. And maybe that's not even his actual uncle. Who knows? Because I remember you telling me that and I just took it. I was like, of course. Yeah, he's Rob Feinstein's nephew. nephew. Maybe maybe bullshit. <laughs> you did not. That's bullshit because you were like, oh, shit. You were like. No, yeah, I did. But, but I'll no, find I, the I'm fucking saying I took video. it. I took it. As, I'll find the video. I took it as gospel that it was his uncle this whole time. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll 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 find the video. MJF, if you're MJF, if you're if you're listening to this, send us your birth certificate. <laughs> we've got a we've got a uh, we've got a birther here for you. So so the whole thing, the whole reason we got into this going back is that it was the plane ticket Wait, thing. Where when did the Rosie O'Donnell thing happen? Did it happen around the same time? So what if they what if they what if he used the name Feinstein then to distance himself from from being like googled like his parents had him like do that that was before the rf video scandal bro was it was it? yeah because yeah he still owned roh and like what year did that happen so. in and what year was the rosie o'donnell thing? it was Can after it was after roh roh began which was in 2002 so yeah that would have been before he was outed really dude feinstein's such a generic name dude like in new york like it's not gonna you know what I mean? They're yeah. not gonna make a connection. He says it. He says Uncle Rob in the fucking video. Dude, he could be fucking around. Who knows? I hope he wasn't using that. I'm gonna find that shit. He 100% used it as a ring name, but yeah. How readily available to journalists are passenger lists? From what I understand, that they mostly got. They, I think he had sent them like a picture of the ticket or something. He worked it. He from what he I can fed gather. it. He fed the fucking marks. Right, and I think and like they've said that like you know, there's physical evidence that there was a plane ticket. I mean, maybe he did buy a plane ticket with no intention of taking that. Yeah, plane. he's obviously if for this work. He's obviously has doesn't have a problem with losing money. He doesn't have his t-shirts up. You know, he maybe got fucking pissed. And, and bought a nah, ticket. I'm done speculating. Is it? Is it a? I'm. I, wait. I will say though. Is it a kind of funny that like an angle about him like not making the money that he feels he's deserved. He's wanting to like. Lose yes. All money exactly. Over. And that that's <laughs> in, that's fucking funny. so stupid. I can't believe we fucking. You're buying it, Davy. I can't believe it. I'm not saying I'm buying it. I'm just saying at some point I do think there was an issue and just like the no. cost of a plane it it wasn't even that he bought the plane ticket like tony might have bought a, bought the fucking plane yeah they ticket probably expensed it yeah they probably expensed it, it. 
It could I would be. love to see yeah. the receipt. <laughs> you know, whose who's fucking card yeah. number was on there? It's <laughs> just hard to say, you know? Some of us thought, and I won't name names, thought the Cody leaving AEW thing was a work. It was, you know? and now it's not. Name names. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that was more likely to be like, a possible work and then they changed their mind or Cody decided to do something else and WWE and AEW collab. That's not what I meant. That's not what I mean by that. That's not what I mean by that. But I mean like I mean like like they were doing like this uh they were he was working and then just decided that he was gonna go or something like I don't know. It's okay to get fooled by this shit and trying to figure it out is yeah. fun. Like we probably if we were cool, right. we wouldn't even try to figure it out. Like Let's, we'd just be like whatever who cares? We are cool. Happens. This yep. is a we're we're no we're cool but in an honest way not a not right. in kayfabe like listen. I'm the coolest fucking guy I know but not in kayfabe. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all right, listen. All right, listen. Okay, let's let's just give our stances. Let's let's in, let's end this conversation right here. Uh, give our stances so we can get into the reviews for this. In the week. conversation until we start start talking about maybe the greatest promo of our okay. time. <laughs> yeah, okay, until then. <laughs> Official stance on MJF. Do you guys want to? You guys want to give it before we move on? Do you think okay. the real story is going to come out historically, like ten years down the line? There'll be, you know, someone will write a book or or whatever. Maybe it depends. I mean, like, will uh, you even believe it if MJF writes a book called Better Than You, right? And in ten years, and he's plugging his book like Jericho, will you believe the chapter in the book about this? Whatever. I mean, says. Joey still doesn't believe in the Montreal. I Screwjobs. think it's more <laughs> likely that Jericho's next book would be him like saying, "Oh, I was watching all this happen and." You know, I helped, <laughs> and, and this was the worst. Sure. Like Jericho will spill the beans before. Probably just take credit yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, I could see, we'll see, I could see it eventually happening, uh, but like, you know, like, it, like the Undertaker eventually started telling his story. Like when after he retired, but he waited till he retired to tell, like, to start breaking kayfabe and stuff like that. And then he got mm-hmm. busted with his fucking thin blue line shirt and shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think he cares like that people know that's his business. one of my one of my favorite fakes uh fake pictures is uh is the fucking picture of like the undertaker leaving like a store and he's carrying like 21 like, no he's he's <laughs> he's leaving like a like a like a grocery store or a convenience store or something like that or a petco i don't know what it is but he's leaving and he's got the bags and he's wearing a young buck shirt <laughs> like, oh my God. it's so funny dude I like that. And then there's that that Vince McMahon picture where he's like taking a selfie in the mirror and he's wearing a Bullet Club shirt. <laughs> Those you're are talking about like people's Photoshop. Yeah, shit. there's just some Photoshops. I'm oh, just saying yeah. they're really funny. They're just well done. Anyways, um, yeah. So let's review the promo and then let's give our official stance on on uh, if this is a worker shoot with you know without saying too much and then just you know we'll move on from it for now. So MJF comes out says that this is Maxwell Friedman talking. You know his birth name, <laughs> not not MJF. Um, he calls out to- Tony Khan. Uh, the crowd chants, "Shut the fuck up!" Uh, they weren't having any of him initially, but he wins them over. He talks about how great he is. That he, everyone expects perfection from him. Blah blah. blah. Crowd starts chanting MJF. Then he, you know, the the key highlight part. He says that uh, he's the biggest by minute draw, and that he wants uh, Tony Khan to dip into his pocket for money, but don't ask him because then he'll just hire more ex WWE guys. And then he demands that he fires him. Fire me, you fucking Mark. And that part's bleeped out. Screen goes to black for commercial. The fight TV feed had that shit full blown. So. Yeah, I it's think on someone said in Canada it got leaked through too. Oh, insane. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but he, you know, he also drops a lot of shits and bullshit. My favorite part where yeah. he, where he was like, 
don't talk me down, you piece of shit. Like he does a quick little aside. At, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a production guy or a fan. Whatever it was, it added. I think it was a fan. Dude, his fire in this is up there with the greats. I like it better than the CM Punk. I do too, yeah. Uh, pipe bomb. Yeah. Because, because of the fucking fire, you know? Dude, Not just the fire, all, but like he we was- We all a- like that. Yeah, go ahead. The content too, because he was able to go yes. further. The content was great, but the delivery mm-hmm. is what sets it apart. Anybody could have gone out and said this stuff and just remembered the stuff to say, you know? Anybody, yeah. could, they could have thrown anybody in the storyline. What if, you know, what if they did this with Kazarian? Like, no knock on him. What if they did an angle <laughs> with Kazarian was pissed off about his content? You think he's doing this? He says, says let's just say he says the same exact words. Do you think he's, it'll probably be pretty good, but do you think it's this? No, no. It's because not at all. I think I think genius. the fire was better than the content. To be honest, and it made it it made it great because they've been sprinkling all this like over this all this time. Well, even in a vacuum, like if I didn't know what was going on and I saw this when yeah. he was like, he channels Flair a little bit when he utters the "they couldn't lace my boots" line, but not in a marky way. Just in the it may have just been organic, but I got chills. He he, he did it better than Flair ever did it. It was mm-hmm. less cartoonish and seemed more out of legitimate emotion. Mm-hmm. That's that's another reason why I think there may be a little bit of truth to this. And I, maybe I'm getting worked by a guy who I admit is a fucking performative genius. I don't know. I, I like feeling that way. Well, he did say that fans are uneducated marks. So. Mm, that's true. And our, and our opinions suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have shitty opinions. And and then of course there's the NJPW line where he said he doesn't pretend to watch it, unlike unlike your favorites. Oh yeah, and he doesn't oh, drop well, people on their head. He's talking about he's talking about fans, the fans that pretend. Well, I think he's talking about wrestlers that pretend to watch. Yeah, he I thought he was wrestlers. talking about like fans who they're on there and they they act like they like these New Japan wrestlers, but they've never watched any New Japan. Yeah, he was given a list of reasons that sets him apart from your quote unquote our favorites. That he's not untrained, doesn't drop people on their head, he doesn't pretend to watch New Japan. Yeah. He says the line like, he's like, I'm the only one who make you feel and I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I've heard a lot of really interesting commentary by the big luminaries and like, I don't, we're not like a scoops or a news podcast. I don't care. I, I don't feel like we're dropping, you know, a line to other people's networks or whatever when we mentioned like Dave Meltzer. So yeah, Dave had a really weird fucking take on this saying essentially that if MJF comes out and buries the company like this, it's going to be bad for the company in the long run, like NWO burying WCW. I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all either. No, that not That was at all. crazy. I, I think I think he's more so warning about like that there's a line that could be crossed. I don't think he really buried the company, though. Well, here. that's when people started, um, like, I mean, we knew that WWE was being shitty this whole, that whole time, but, like, when CM Punk did it, people started kind of rallying uh, like against WWE. Like that's when you started. Yeah. Like people got excited about hearing like you know um, negative the WWE things, stuff. Yeah, that was the most obvious analogy to make was mm-hmm. the Punk pipe bomb. But he went back to WCW. I don't know why he had to go back that far. I think it was because like that's you know part of the whole like you know fable of you know or like you know and, and some truth mm-hmm. too about like how. WCW died, yeah. whereas WWE is not really at risk of dying. Right. It wasn't really even then either. So I think that's kind of the thing where it's like, well, because like, AEW is less established, you don't want to follow. The And the big thing is like, here's the difference. AEW is a babyface company. Like the fans, if the, the fans don't mm-hmm. chant WWE, 
Mm. Um, no. <laughs> Vince McMahon was a character on TV, like an authority, like he's the actual guy. And he's also a bad guy character for all those years, right? So they played up on that. So it, there was less at stake when CM Punk dropped his pipe bomb because WWE leadership was already heel, right? And the, your biggest baby faces pretty much all had a feud with company leadership on TV, like, mm-hmm. you know, in kayfabe, mm-hmm. right? But Tony Khan is a baby face. AEW is a babyface company, right? I see what um, you mean, yeah. Yeah. Him coming out to run it down. And I think the big, the reason people are saying this is that he was getting, MJF was getting pops when he was saying stuff like, yeah. you're hoarding money to bring in XWW. He got a big pop. What This is what I think about that. I don't think that those those fans that were popping for that have a fucking legitimate complaint about that. They fucking love They're Brian the ones, Danielson. yeah. They fucking love Malachi Black. They're they the ones that fucking go nuts. Yeah, they're the ones that go yes. nuts when that yeah. shit that They shit don't happens. have a problem with that. I think they were popping because they realized- for the performance. Yeah, for the performance. And they realized they paid however much money for that ticket, and boy, they were there. <laughs> they know that they know what's going yeah. on, and they know that he's saying this controversial shit. And subconsciously, they're popping for their money's worth. <laughs> That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's interesting, like, the one thing that about this that I have, like, some reservations against, and more so just kind of in this, like, we'll wait and see, is, like, this promo was awesome in a vacuum, but, you know, it, it's a little directionless in kayfabe, right? Like, do we get, like, a big contract signing where Tony Khan gives it more money? Is that the payoff here? I, I don't know. And, and, and is that, like, a is that good TV? I'm not necessarily sure. But so I'm, I'm I'm very interested in seeing the where the payoff this would be for fucking MJF to win the fucking uh, to win the title. What is Tony gonna do? Like at that point, like it kind of puts like it kind of he has no choice but to fucking pay him more money or something like that. Or like MJF. Uh, uh, yeah. So we just do we just have like this feud where he's just like refusing to well, give him more money. It, like does he become an on-screen? I, character? I don't know about that, but of. Uh, 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 I think like if MJF being champion, he essentially takes the company hostage at that point, right? Because he has the belt. Sure. So, what does Tony do then? Like in this story, if you're, you're talking about if he gets the belt, yeah. Like what what happens then? So 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 MJF essentially. I, mean, I feel like that's far out enough. Like I mean, because I know that there's this interim thing, but I feel like that's not necessarily the company's I, hostage, that, that, right? That's like, well, like I'll just wait out till Punk comes back. Yeah, and then and then you know you get the payoff, and MJF beats Punk. Now you have MJF with two belts. Yeah, maybe. Like that would be so or insane. You just have Punk get the you just have Punk get the belts back. Yeah, he can but do that too. He is. I mean, if he's gonna say this stuff, and fans love to hear it, and they're popping for it, they're, it, need, they it needs to be MJF. It's time. It needs this. It needs to be MJF, right? It just yeah. has. It needs to be. So you can't turn him babyface, right? You fucking dare shouldn't do that. If I mean, they're gonna be popping for him. Do they boo CM Punk if CM Punk beats him? You can, he can be a babyface. He could be like an anti-hero babyface, like a Steve Austin. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of has to be right because, like, I mean, this isn't like this is an underdog story, yeah. right? Like, it's you know this worker, you know, middle yeah. class, you know, salt of the earth guy who's you know trying to you know get you he's know, just an asshole. His due from yeah, a he's just an hold asshole on, hold about on. it. The yeah. salt of the earth thing is, I think, supposed to be ironic because he also does the like, I'm paying these guys and I'm upper class right. or whatever. Right. I think that's what I think that's part but of the But like he, this promo like ignored all the trappings of the fact that you know he in kayfabe yeah. has been quite rich. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm just saying, and 
in an industry that needs heels, do you dare turn your best? Steve Austin was not the best heel. I mean, you know if, I mean? if he turn if he turns heel and he, it's it, it's because he's this good and people get behind it, then yeah, man. then fucking then yeah, I mean yeah, babyface. Sorry, you're right. Um, then yeah, why the fuck not? Because he's the best heel and he's the best heel in a business that is starving for them. That's my that's I, I would just be if I'm promoter, I just am. That's like turning Michael Jordan into your center, your starting center, or something like that, you know. Or Michael Jordan going to play baseball. I, but I just I think the only <laughs> man, dude. If, if if this if this leads to him being, you're right. But he can always be healed down the line. His 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 uh fucking career doesn't end here, you know. I think mm-hmm. the only problem is like I think they have other really good heels. The problem is is that like especially if this is transitioning as like a face roll or even just a heel that gets positive reactions is there's no real true heels anymore, <laughs> which is kind of like always been an issue, but like it, like all of the, all the main heels I can think of on AEW get really positive. reactions. Well, he can't, now. he's not going to be a heel that gets positive reactions though. He shouldn't be. He's, he's, he'd rather like, if, if we think right. he's a good heel, let's see what happens when he's a baby face. He can always turn heel. But I'm again. saying if you're, if we're taking away that by turning him, Babyface, even if it's temporarily, I don't we think saw a little so. bit of it. We saw a little bit of it when he was with Cody, yeah, for a second, you know, and when he, he was, was getting like yeah, insane reactions, yeah. I know he could, and that I promo know he, with I, Punk, too. yeah, I know he could for sure. He could be the biggest babyface, yeah, but he doesn't have to but be babyface forever, yeah. and like he doesn't have to be babyface forever. And he he's gonna do a great job if you if the fans see him as this top baby face because of this, but he's not going to be your average baby white meat baby face. He's not going to start slapping hands and being a good guy. He's going to be MJF. Yeah. Like he's going to be like well, he was in like, he's, he, he, he might end up being like he was in long Island. Remember that battle Royal, or the, the dynamite yeah. diamond battle Royal, how he was, but he still did all his shtick. That would be fantastic. <laughs> would it not? Well, he didn't do all of his shtick because he didn't run down the fans in the in the arena. Uh, fair enough, he didn't do he that. He didn't but, do all the insults. But he still yeah. did. But, but he still did all his fucking like heel. Sh- like he just still did all his other stuff. Is people loved it. It, it could be like that. It, I mean, to me, it's it offers like a whole new dynamic to a baby face that they don't have a baby face like this in that company. Yeah. If he became the biggest baby face, anti-hero, gray baby face, whatever, you're still taking your greatest asset which is mjf as a heel i literally think that's aw's greatest asset i think you're i think you're selling him short i think his i think their greatest asset is mjf period no that's true but i think specifically as a heel in in an industry that's starving for him i know he could be i I agree with what you're saying because i i think he could be the biggest baby face or the biggest heel and he's never been on wwe tv so you don't have that stigma and like asshole people on Twitter just saying, "Oh, you're just capitalizing yeah, off." But of you can't his stop. He got elsewhere, dude, but WWE but I, made fucking buku bucks when heel Steve Austin naturally turned babyface. Yes, Bret yes, Hart. but again, but yeah. heel Steve Austin was not the greatest heel of a generation. He true, just wasn't true. But he was a he mean was, guy, you know. True, but like he, but still, like it was. If it's natural. And it happens. This is where you make the fucking big money right here. Like this is when you so. get this big top star. It's it's natural. It's got to be natural. And like he can be healed down the line. I don't see him. That's another thing about Steve Austin is he was such a great baby face as this. So when he turned heel, it didn't work. MJF, I believe, can go like in ten years, five years, three years. 
he could go baby he can go back to being heel and he would still be a great heel and be accepted as a heel he's not going to be like jericho kind of moving back and forth kind of like yeah you have to say that he does it successfully for sure he absolutely does it successfully like like seamlessly and people have you know compared him to jericho a lot and he's better than jericho so i say i I guess that's kind of right now that's for for sure they're not going to lose any money they're not going to lose a dime with MJF being a baby face like that or that kind of yeah. baby face. They're not going to lose a dime. If anything, they're going to make more money and like he's mm-hmm. just going to he's going to be the talk. He gets everybody talking and he's going to knock it out of the park just like he knocks out being heel in the uh, out of the park. He'd have to move away from a feud with Tony Khan if he's going babyface, right? Because you can't have or is Tony Khan going unless Tony yeah, Khan's Tony going Khan heel or like or, or Tony Khan be or it's just not no a feud. He that. just he gets what he wants finally. He gets the money that he wants. But I mean, if Tony Khan books himself as a major character, a major heel character, like it's going to be to the detriment of that show. Uh, I um I agree, but I don't think that's where that's going. I think that's too. I, I think that's low hanging fruit and. I don't think that's where that's going. What do you think, Doc? Call it. Does that happen or just call the call, whole, call uh, what they're doing with this? Like, is he? Do you think there's any way he's going babyface with this? I don't know. I think we're gonna get a slow burn on this. I, I don't necessarily. I don't think it'll get it resolved next week. I was surprised that they fired off this promo like literally the next week. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, like it's nice that you know we got this content, but I was surprised that like you know after he got stretched out, put on oxygen, <laughs> he's just there the next <laughs> the next day like. They put that over yeah. as him breaking kayfabe. Like that, that puts it over as it being more real because he breaks the kayfabe. And he didn't break kayfabe because he's, he, he, they explained it off in kayfabe with, I'm sure, sore from the other night, you know? Yeah, but like, he, yeah, you guys yeah. fucking love to see being me get sore, bro. That's not how you, that's not how you are when you get pulled, like, wheeled off a stretcher. Okay. I know. And that's, you're not just that's sore. That's another reason why, that's another argument for they may have not known what they were going to do Sunday night. You know, I don't think so. No, yeah, maybe. no, I think I think if you no sell it, if you no sell the stretcher part, you, you he didn't no sell it, though, completely. He's, he, he's, they, they felt they had to get it out of the way. I mean, if he didn't like, mention it's not it like at he all, limped. that's no selling it. It's like it's not like he limped, but, you know, it's not it's really no. He was on a damn stretcher, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, he is on a fucking stretcher. Right. So why he, even I, mention it if you're if you're, I'm saying if you're, I'm saying he, I'm saying he's I'm saying he's no selling it. You don't go out of stretcher and come out next night. That adds to the realism of of of. What, what they're doing later. yeah but what do you, what do you what's your take on that doc since since the, since they felt they needed the line to explain away like why he was out there i, I think yeah it was just like they sort of had to acknowledge it a little bit in kayfabe i think because i think that the in general they try to like blend things right like they, they keep kayfabe but like try to make it seem like yeah like you know it's you know, when there's people who have feuds that's yeah they have like legitimate beef with each other and you know they try to blend in you know maybe a little bit of backstage you know, lingo and relationships into that. But I think that they they don't want to, like, totally just, like, break kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to... I don't think we're going to get a match where, like, you know, after the finish, MJF just, you know, gets up and Like leaves. they tried to do with Austin Aries. Yeah, I don't think they'll do anything like that. Yeah. But this is subtle enough to where... Maybe not subtle. Maybe subtle is not the right word. But this is enough to where you're like, oh, shit, like... Well, and it could just be kind of sloppy booking, like you put over Wardlow by having his opponent being stretchered out, but you didn't necessarily like have long term plans for that, and you wanted to. And we don't know where this mm-hmm. whole angle is on the eventual timeline that will make itself apparent, right? So they may have needed yeah. to hot shot this this week because they've got 
big plans for um you know for Bendor with the MJF thing. Yeah, well when we it happened when it happened everybody assumed that was how they were going to write him off TV yeah, for a and, while. And again, again for all we know it was to give themselves an out or an option or maybe a week that they can explain why well, he's off TV because he, maybe they didn't know. Well, he's yet. not I don't think what he's going I think he's going to be on Dynamite because he, oh, I think so too. I think like, so. There's I mean, no way, there's well, no fucking yeah. way you can't have well, them on the, there. But the I'm, way but I'm saying the way you're writing it in, the way you'd write it in is like they might have like taken him off the website and shit like that. But now he still wants you to get fired. You can't stop him from buying a ticket. That's not. That's, I don't know about that, but like, <laughs> I, I just mean like he wants to get fired. So if they don't fire him, they just take him off TV. That's not what he wants. He wants to get fired. So he'll be there. Like I like I, I think people are like, oh, he's gonna be off TV for a minute. No, I, he's gonna be there. But I mean, you you always have that question because that's going to be, I think, how yeah. all these are going to end, right? You know, that's why they did this, you know, sort of injury angle or potential injury angle, right? It gave them some time. Like, maybe he'll be there next week. Probably not. But then he was. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, well, he walked out through the crowd. You know, who knows? Will he be there next week? Yeah. That, yeah, it's the beauty of it. Um, Absolutely. I think he, if they don't have him on TV this week, I, that's a huge mistake. I don't think Straight you need up. to keep him off TV to build suspense at this point a fucking week is enough to build yeah. suspense with oh I my agree god with that. yeah I it's agree. the hottest it's the hottest angle and since when did anybody want to throw since, anything else since there? the cm punk pipe bomb you okay maybe maybe it might be it's that well that, that's an easy one to think of because it's similar but i'm but just yeah, trying I to mean, think of another I mean, angle that was like just like angles period yeah. That was on fire like this and had the wrestling world. Maybe maybe all in maybe TV. maybe all in itself. I don't. That wasn't on TV though, and that was it was, it was a pay per view. Like no, but I mean, you mean like it wasn't on TV? a big angle on. You're just talking about a all in happening, not like an angle yeah. that happened on all in. That's and that's kind of behind the scenes ish kind of. It's got to be seen. It's got to be the stuff. fucking punk. It's got to be the pipe bomb, like the feud with John right. Cena. That, it may be. It may be since then. Maybe yeah. So, all right. all right, fuck it, dude. Let's. Uh, wow, I just again want to want to um, reiterate how um, impressive this was and how beautiful and wonderful. And not everything has to be worked shoots to get us to appreciate it like this. And it seems a little smarky that this would be the promo that we're pointing to as the promo of the decade, at least. But for me, it wasn't because of that. It was because of the delivery and it was yeah. because of the mannerisms everything and, i mean this is the, the shock and the shock factor and and, and everything like it's the no matter it's, what this is the magic of pro wrestling right here like like w there's no other place that these kinds of stories can be told nowhere like where where you blend yeah, where right. you where you blend reality and fiction together so seamlessly and tell these kinds of stories a TV character and in your favorite show coming out and complaining about their contract on the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, straight it's up. Impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> this is legit. Professional wrestling is legitimately the only place you can have stories like this. I can't think mm. of anywhere else. There's just nowhere. Because yeah. and, and if somebody did, if somebody did, like, think of the repercussions for that. Like, there were, there would be real repercussions. Like, we couldn't get a, any. The next part of the story wouldn't happen. They'd be gone. Like, what was the closest thing we got? Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and what happens? At, what happened after that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. It was just a meme for a little while. We get to fucking be like at the edge of our seats, excited about what happens well, next. You, know, you gotta, you gotta wait till the next Oscars for the, you know. The, yeah, the wait till the next Oscars. Chris Rock jumps the rail. Yeah, yeah Chris Rock <laughs> jumps the rail. Yeah, he bought. He's, he bought a ticket. <laughs> hey, I bought a ticket. 
<laughs> you can't stop me from buying a ticket. Little, he's got little penny in his corner. <laughs> little penny. Okay. Oh my god. You um, can't stop me from buying a ticket. But yeah, oh, uh, do you guys think there was any? Do you guys think there was any blowback from him dropping the f bomb with potential like you know parents and their children? Nah. At the, at the show. No, he doesn't care about that. And neither do they. Hopefully not. Like I yeah. just to think that I could ever be a parent that would be mad that my kid heard the F word. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's, a, it's also a different time. I think less parents get mad about that kind of shit. You're right. These you're days. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Wow. Okay. I, that's why they can say shit on TV. Okay. So what I was getting at, at the beginning or before we started that part of the conversation, um, let's just talk. Let's let let's just let's just give our stance. Um, is it a work? Is it a partial work? Was there realism? Without elaborating, or is it has it been a work from the start? All right, I think it was. Um, I, I think it was like a shoot that became a work. Okay, Dave? I agree, and I just don't know. That's my stance too, and I just don't know when one started and one began, or if it was even that clear, or gotcha. if it was the work began and the shoot kind of lingered. Right. Mm-hmm. My stance is that it's been a work from the get go. I bet this has been okay. planned for years. Well, when the Jericho AEW Tell All book comes out, we'll know. (laughs) All right, let's dive into the actual review. Let's dive into the actual review of Dynamite. So Dynamite, June 1st, we open up with CM Punk and FTR versus Acclaimed and the Ass Boys. So (laughs) time to continue our... uh, I want to hear more effort this week. I want to hear. I want you to. I want you to finish the rap. I think. I think. I think. I think. I've got everything. All right. All right. Here we go. Yo, listen, listen, yo, yo, acclaimed in the guns, what the fans prefer, we're about to make y'all pay like Amber Heard, look at punk, you're all mortified, looking like you live under the 405, FTR's better than most, but you gotta ride punk's coattails to get on the show, and by the way, Bret Hart's trash boys, you're getting served by acclaimed and the ass boys <laughs> it was good that's yeah you did much better this week i'm very impressed well you know i could uh, clearly read you went thing you went from not, and i gave myself enough you space. went from two mile to four mile huh? i'm boarding this to kid capri <laughs> man okay um okay they looked dude how money was that entrance the acclaimed and ass boys entrance great it was good they were in full form. They were in full fucking form. When I like how, you know, like when they, because before he'd always just, you know, pass the mic to uh, Bowens, but now he passes it to each of them and they, you know, and they fuck it up. Geeky, yeah. Like, yeah, they fuck it up. They're like over wrong city and then they give it to Bowens. He gets the right city and then tells, uh, are they on their, Billy to scissor me daddy ass. Are they on their way to being like just a lovable baby face fucking group? Yeah. That's, so. that's what it seems like. Maybe, yeah. The only close, I, the closest comparison in recent years might be New Day. Because you remember New Day started yeah, as a heel. They started faction. heels, yeah. yeah. Straight up. Oh my God. Well, they also started with a very different gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> very different gimmick, but but same kind of goofy shit with, you know, bootios and, you know, whatever. Goofy stuff. Yeah. This is, this is such a straight up AW New Day. The ass boys. The yeah, ass, ass day. The ass day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was enjoyable. Um, I, I I I like this. The um and we already mentioned this. CM Punk comes out to start the show, gets the big pop. He's the new champ. He tries to do a fucking stage dive into the crowd and doesn't clear the rail. And we don't know if this is where he hurt his foot. Maybe not, but it just looked so bad. And I think 
probably CM Punk was not going to too many shows because like his stage dive skills fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, is CM Punk like, even stage diving when he does go to shows? He's standing I, on the stage what? jacking off. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, you're right. Here's what I think the CM Punk genus was. I think he was into like fucking bouncing souls and like fat record yeah. shit. And maybe he knew minor threat, decided he was straight edge. And then he, you know, spent a lot of time wrestling because his interest in hardcore. Dude, if you like H2O, if you're of H2O Mark and you like put on for him, <laughs> you're probably not that deep off in it. No, probably not. <laughs> And also, he was wearing, uh, he came out wearing a Cro-Mag shirt, so, like, yeah, I know everybody loves that band, he likes, but I've always he, fucking, he, he likes crackhead band, and fucking, like, he comes out and fucking <laughs> just eats shit. He likes, uh, he likes Top 40 Hardcore, like, fucking Radio <laughs> yeah. Top yeah, 40 so, Hardcore, yeah. yeah. So, it, it was interesting, I mean, like, obviously, the FTR CM Punk team makes sense, you know, considering, you know, their shared interests and whatnot, but, you know, they last time we saw them, like, Punk was like, you know, I'm not really a fan of either guy. So what do you think, like, finally, like, broke the ice between them? Do you think, like, you know, someone invited them over? Like, oh, hey, we'll, like, you know, rub one out watching some Bret Hart tapes Yeah, they watched together. that Bret Hart DVD set together. <laughs> Remember, we did watch that Bret Hart DVD set yes. together. <laughs> and rubbed one out. <laughs> and rubbed one out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this, uh, this was a fun match. It was a bit sloppy. I mean, you obviously had the... Uh, yeah, springboard. Um, I don't know if it was if he was attempting the flying lariat or something. We mentioned it was a little sloppy. There was another power bomb spot that uh, Punk had like power bombed uh, one of the ass boys into Billy. Uh, he got a little low, and Billy took like a second to sell Billy's it. Billy's awesome. <laughs> it was yeah, it's good. I, I there was another spot in the match. Uh, Max Caster goes for the sharpshooter and just Punk's eyes <laughs> when he did it. Like it just like they shoot out of his head. It was really funny. Billy Gunn like really knows that like when you th- when you think about, about somebody that knows how to work their size, he really does, because he he does he does such a good job of like not giving where he where he's where he shouldn't and like uh, working into spots where he gives the smaller opponent um, something you know right and he can't help it yeah seeing Punk is injured and botching all over the ring that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that segment that was supposed to be like a hot, you know, line for punk or whatever, like, ooh, man, that was rough. Yeah. With the drop kick and the Billy Gunn spot coming off like the springboard fuck up and he looks disappointed in himself. <laughs> <laughs> he should. <laughs> it's funny how like steampunk, like he when he when he fucks up, he like hardly recovers. Like he looks like just so sad. <laughs> I uh, know, no. <laughs> and he could have been upset because he knows, like he maybe he knew that he was hurt. It's like, know? oh fuck, I did it in front of FDR while talking about how great Bret Hart yeah. is. God. Yeah, yeah. So th- they win. Obviously, they cut some promos. Uh, Punk says that he's never done drugs before, but Dude. being champs probably must must be what that's like. So wait, that uh, that Dax okay? Can we take his says, fucking straight edge card Dude. for that one? That's Dude, a horrible what? line. A horrible Dude, line. Like he's like. <laughs> He's putting over, like he's putting. He's putting over, over a, yeah. He's putting over, like what, like yeah, how good it, it feels true. to feel high. That, Dude, what know, the and then Dax came out and he said, "That stuff Punk hadn't done. Well, I've done all that, and it does feel just yep. that good. Like what? It is yeah, good. Like, Yum. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? I, I, I did. I did think that line was pretty funny, but you're right. Like the Punk thing, putting over drug use is a little. Mm. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was. Mm, yeah, he's on the fucking radar now. He's on yeah, Edge dude. Watch. Yeah, list. he's Edge Watch 2022. <laughs> fucking CM Punk. 
You are on edge oh, watch, man. dude. What the fuck? That was so bizarre. I was like disgusted as a straight edge person. As a straight edge man, <laughs> I was pretty disgusted by that. Uh, well, then we get the aforementioned uh, MJF promo. And then, of course, that's naturally followed by two XWW guys. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Room. I thought that too, like, literally immediately. Like, like in well, fact, we, like, the next, like, three matches were WWE guys. When, hold on. Going back to the punk comment about the drugs, like, how do we know, like, he meant, like, the reaction he was getting? Maybe he meant, like, the staggering around in the ring that he was doing. Was one of the <laughs> Wow. Okay, but you know he gets right into so it. So we've got, yeah. So we got a Johnny Elite versus a Mr. Wait, wait, wait. Did we mention? It, did we mention Tana coming out yet? Oh yeah, we forgot. Oh we yeah. That well, part. we can't mention that at the start, but yeah. So Tana, uh, he Punk just says like, "Hey, Forbidden Door, who's my opponent?" Tana comes out. Yeah, Tana comes Big out. Reaction. That's the thing. Like he's there in person. Yeah, it, they didn't just yeah. announce it. He comes out. He looks like a fucking movie star. Nice to fly back to Japan to beat a jobber. Okay, Jobber, that's a little strong. Goto's a gatekeeper. Wait, how stoked were you guys when, when Tana came through the entrance? Pretty fucking stoked that it was Tana. Yeah. That's a good opponent for him, but I think MJF mm-hmm. would be a better opponent. But yeah, fucking stoked. Like, that was a great start to the show. Tana's huge. And then, of course, obviously, gets spoiled later in the week, but Tana's great. Then we had Johnny Elite versus Mystery Punk, which is the returning Miro. I hate to keep rewinding, says, I hate to keep rewinding on you. But we we did mention obviously like the next segment was the NJF segment which we've already covered but we yeah. didn't mention that after the segment like they had CM Punk and Matt Jackson come out and and kind of run MJF out of the ring and they knew that was going to get out you know there's fan footage of it it was during commercial yeah. break wait whenever he, whenever MJF out. cut the pro, cut the promo Matt Jackson yes. came out yeah so I didn't, I didn't see, see Matt, Matt Jackson, Jackson. it was just Punk yeah, Punk yeah no it wasn't they they came out together. And Matt Whoa. Jackson didn't get too far down the ring, didn't get too uh. far down the ramp, but they came out together. Well, and it was almost like okay, they didn't run like them AEW, off. AEW like gatekeepers well, coming exactly. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, like in like a locker room leader, CM Punk. But when when he came out, like he was like, I mean, it, it was people are like, oh, he chased him off, like he was a like a babyface chasing off a heel. He he didn't really do that. He came out like a locker room leader to talk to him being like yo man what what, what was that about yeah. why, why are you what are you doing dude like yeah. it wasn't anything mm-hmm. like you would see in like normal a normal wrestling show he was also hobbling down yeah. to the ring with one of his boots yeah. off which is what you know tipped the uh injury too and speaking your point the fact that he came out with matt jackson kind of speaks to that because it's kind of out of kayfabe that a big baby face and a big current heel are coming out together to confront him on it yeah just sells it just sells that segment even more yeah anyway mm-hmm so, Johnny Lee vs. Miro. Miro has this little, you know, video package promo. Says that he will redeem the punks, maybe not the bastards, hangmen, and the pagans, which I assume might be a reference to uh, House of Black. They have a pretty good match. Miro's super aggressive. Uh, just kind of like just manhandles him, beats the shit out of him for most of the match. Um, Johnny does get some offense in uh, with some kind of cool top rope moves. Uh, does a standing shooting star press. Uh, Miro kicked out at one. And Miro wins with the game over. What'd you think, Joey? What'd you think uh, Miro looked like? He looked great. Yeah, it's great seeing him he back. Fine. I don't know what they're going to do with him right now, but I mean, I guess he's a challenger. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got, especially out of the promo. Like, I mean, like he first calls out Punk. Like, I think that that's, you know, 
a direction. Like, I was surprised that they, they never had, like, a title match between him and Hangman, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I think that was just because of, like, injury and stuff like, like that. Like, the timing, but... yeah. I think he looked really good in the match. He looked strong, got himself up. It was a great, it was a great in-ring return. But, man, I hate his fucking promos. Like, I just hate them. I, the <laughs> Mira, the, the, I think the, they're Yeah, the flavor, they just taste like shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> God, I hate them. I like them. There's just fine. something about it. I yeah, like it, too. Some people don't got the broccoli gene. To me, it tasted like shit. <laughs> the broccoli gene. <laughs> you also eat raw tofu. Uh, yeah, I eat raw tofu. Ugh. Doesn't taste like anything. I hate I hate sensation. He hates flavor and fun. <laughs> I hate flavor. <laughs> like Roderick Usher, man. I only have to eat the most fucking paltry mash or I fucking just like, I'll fucking gag. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, more Miro in ring and, and to me and, and less of these like, you know, allusions to this and that. Oh, I just fucking hate them. And the references to like God and... It used to be like references to his wife, and now he's moved on to God. I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. Well, it was, it was both. always both. I guess that's yeah. just the, you, you, yeah, because he would like say that he's you know he he prays to his God above and his wife down low. So you know, Ooh, down low. <laughs> Next up, we get a video package recapping Anarchy in the Arena. The Jericho Appreciation Society comes out. They put over their wins, uh, demand appreciation from the AEW Galaxy, and Matt Menard calls them the Princes of Pain. Uh, crowd starts chanting for Eddie. Uh, Jericho says that they want Eddie, but they deserve winners. And Eddie is a psycho. What kind of man wants to light another man on fire? Even though he's been doing that week in and week out, but whatever. And there was a, are you not sports entertained sign in the crowd? I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, of course, Eddie comes out. He's there with Regal. And he says, tell him where I want to fight him. And Regal shouts out, you know, blood and guts. Obvious allusion to like whenever they would do war games in nxt and he would always you know come out say war games and yeah so we're gonna get that match we're also going to get after ortiz blindsides jericho and cuts uh part of his hair off we're going to get a hair versus hair match between santana ortiz or saint just ortiz rather and jericho any chance that jericho's getting his fucking hair plug shaved off to like prep for his next <laughs> surgery <laughs> That'd be pretty shocking. I mean, I could almost see him doing it just as like this, like just wild, like get people talking about him. But I think it's a pretty low chance. Is Blood and Guts the first dynamite after Forbidden Door? It is. Wow, wow, they're fucking going back to back. It sure is. Yeah, okay. it's uh, yeah, it's also in Detroit, Michigan. So I may end up trying to get some tickets for that. We need boots on the ground, sir. We, no, but we need you in the crowd with like our show logo and yeah. our fucking <laughs> all right Monster yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll podcast. See about that. yeah yeah and our low t fucking discount code <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um I'll, I'll see what we can do i did like jericho's retort for that when uh they challenged it. he said he didn't want it and that eddie deserves to be in a cage not them uh we then get the undisputed elite with a uh, hikuleo instead of adam cole versus jurassic express matt hardy and darby allen uh, this was just a really fun match. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> all kinds of like cool spots in it. Um, the crowd was super into it. Eventually, they do a high-low to Matt, uh, Red Dragon, and then a Meltzer Driver to Jungle Boy, and the Bucks pin him. They put over, they pinned the champs, and it seems that they're building for them to uh, have a title match. I want to kick it to you, Joey, but real quick, Hikaleo 
I forgot he was in this match until like the last. So did I. Third. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, where so. was he? Like, where was he until the last third? And then jet lag. He makes his presence known in a major way when his life is almost cut short. <laughs> when <laughs> I think it's Jungle Boy pulls the ropes down. Do you guys remember this spot? Yeah, and he fucking goes. Oh up. My yeah, God. He goes yeah. over straight, doesn't grab the ropes to flip himself back over his feet, and lands like a pencil on, <laughs> landing on it. It's a racer. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my you've, God. You've put over that. You need to hold those ropes, You do right, got to hold those ropes. But he's also really tall. So oh my God. his fucking twirl, like his fucking spin over the top is a lot faster. I could could you imagine if like he he does basically nothing in this match, but then suffers a career-ending injury? God. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah straight up. <laughs> There's a couple of close calls on the on this show, actually. What did you think about uh, all all this, Joey? Um, you know, it's cool. It was fun. It was a fun match. Honestly, I thought it was cool that they uh, that they actually had Higaleo in there. Uh, just I love the way they're they're integrating. I mean, in there's probably a generous description, but <laughs> you're right. But I love how they're like just integrating uh, New Japan people, and they're not making it like an invasion. Like there's just really cool ways to intertwine. New Japan with AEW uh, going into Forbidden Door. So I like that a lot. Yeah, and I'm definitely really curious to see. Like, I mean, this week was just like a taste of it. I really want to see how it just amps up leading into Forbidden another Door. Op- another um, way that they don't, you know, just go for the low-hanging fruit, you know? Mm-hmm. Another example of that. It was good to see Darby back after just another scary pay-per-view <laughs> match, and he looked great again. Yeah. He always looks great. Yeah, every, pretty much everyone looked good. I mean, like, Kikaleo didn't really do much, and, like, the biggest spot that he really had was like him staring off of Luchasaurus, and they both attempted a choke slam, which obviously didn't go anywhere. Do big guys always have to do choke slams, Joey? As a general rule, it's a very good, exciting move to do. I don't see why not, but so yes, so I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I I never heard it being a rule, but like they all do it, and they also all do. I'm sidewalk. personally sick of it. They also all do sidewalk slams too. <laughs> mm, yeah, just not as a finish. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now they've all upgraded. They're all doing like boss man and slams or black mm-hmm. black hole slams. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland backstage. Uh, I don't entirely know the point of this. It seemed to be just to introduce like famous people that Swerve knows. Is this where they? So, is this yeah, where they was... showed Macaulay Culkin and shit? Uh, no, that was later. Uh, they were like Macaulay Culkin and Vince Vaughn were in the crowd. They showed them in the crowd. But yeah, this was just like other people. That he was like, oh yeah, this guy like you know, to work in this game or this album or whatever. And, like, and they, they've done this before with Swerve where they just kind of, like, put over that, like, yeah, this guy, like, knows some third parties. And, like, I think he might be, he's definitely someone that would be a good, like, you know, ambassador are, for the Are you going to, um, I don't know if it's just Are you going to be featured on the album? Are you going to do a spot on those albums? Uh, No, I do not think that'll be happening. <laughs> uh, we then have Tony Schiavone with Athena. She says that she's going to uh, break Jade's streak. Uh, she's the fallen goddess. Jade cuts her off. With the baddies, she introduces Stokely. He says that he's her publicist, uh, puts her over, um, and basically just says there's no title shot today. And then we get a stare down between the baddies and the goodies. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Athena, Doc? Like her presence and her delivery? Uh, it, it was okay. Um, I, I've, I've seen her WB. It was basically kind of what I've seen from her in the past. She's not the best promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she doesn't embarrass herself. I'll say this. That's true. Yeah. She has some Disney Channel sitcom-ass reactions for for Jade. and You know what I mean? Dude, straight yeah. up. Like, oh my God, I never even thought about that, but yeah. Oh my God, it's right out of that. 
Yeah, that's that's a great comparison. So yeah, we get the same stare down. Uh, next up, we have Wardlow versus JD Drake. Uh, this was a complete squash match, but it was a really good squash match. Um, you get this um, uh, spot where JD Drake gets him in the corner. Wardlow does this pretty cool dodge, and then spears him, and then hits him with two power bombs and wins. There was that one miscommunication earlier where Wardlow like winds up for something and JD Drake had gone away and it kind of looked cartoonish. They were, you know, not on the same page, but yeah, like like you say Joey, like you want to see a better use of JD Drake than just mm-hmm. enhancement talent or whatever. Fucking ways. Um, and you know what to you to use Joey's own words against him, sometimes you just got to know your role. Come on, dude. Yeah. JD Drake though, that's not his role. <laughs> Some people are miscast. His role is telling fart. <laughs> his fair. role is telling fart jokes at your at your slumber party, <laughs> embarrassing you <laughs> for your friends. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I mean, to be fair, like he's been in. T- uh, this was like his second squash match that we see on TV. Like he had the one against um, Hook as well, and both were like really fucking good. Like I get that you feel like he's miscast, but he's really good in the spot. To be fair, yeah, he's just really good all around. We then had. Uh, Tony come out to interview Wardlow. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling interrupts and says oh, that he has God. a lawsuit for all, a class action lawsuit from all the security that Wardlow has wrecked. A security guy goes up to like hand in the lawsuit and Wardlow says this guy clearly doesn't watch the product. And of course he power bombs him, uh, rips up the uh, legal paper and shoves it down the guy's throat. Oh, that's who he was saying this guy didn't watch the product too, the guy who came in the ring. Okay. I, was, I, I thought yeah. he was talking about Sterling. I was confused, but okay. I, no, he's talking about the guy because like he's yeah. wrecked every security. Makes so, like, sense. Why would you want to like yeah. go? Yeah, it makes sense now. But also like the whole edict that he's serving him or the the subpoena he's serving him is about him wrecking security. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, you don't really have to watch if that's the case. I had this very idea, but it was so lame. I don't even think I said it out loud. Like I just joked about it to myself in my head that like he's been destroying all these security guys and like. How's he getting? How's he getting away with it? Like, are they gonna sue him? <laughs> this is the real long term. This is the real feud. And I didn't even think it was worth saying out loud, but here they are doing it. So this is you... what they're. I, I don't know. But I I hope this was just a one off gag, and this isn't like a fucking storyline. Well, where do you go with Wardlow from here? Do you? Uh... I don't know, but they didn't. They certainly didn't go anywhere with him week one, and and that's yeah. okay. I, I guess it was just like we want to give him a match where he's an official AEW wrestler and just have him get another win. Right. But this week they've got to do something. Like they yeah. give him an opponent. I mean, do you see him like like if 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 Smart Mark Merley Smart Merley Smart Mark Sterling keeps coming <laughs> after him? Do you see him like bringing in someone like a like a new debut or bringing somebody to like go against him like they you know we, like old school we style? Kinda just, we kind of just saw that like in the um, MJF thing where they were bringing people in to face them so yeah. it's got to be somebody in the company but the problem is when i say that i mean like somebody booking, to, i mean like somebody somebody like permanent to feud with him sure to say that um it's hard because of the booking where he kills everybody even the fucking big monsters <clears throat> yeah i don't know what they're gonna do whoever yeah. he's up against like he was up against the most clever crafty heel who couldn't figure out you know a way to, to do anything in a, in a match you know, to to make a threat against him. So I don't know what you do. That's the problem with this. I guess you just keep having him fucking Goldberg everybody. I don't fucking know. I really don't. I don't know who's who's yeah. who's gonna. See, I mean, he killed Punk. Who's gonna step up and and give him like a legitimate challenge and really threaten him if if this Miro? is the booking he's getting? 
I guess. Yeah. Miro Miro has that's... nothing yeah. right now. Like he's just being a guy. He says he's gonna come after people. Like you could see, like I could see, I could see, like it, it, and Smart Mark Sterling needs to manage somebody. He has nobody to manage right now. He's not working with Jade. Tony Nice. Okay, I guess he is Tony Nice. Yeah. But still, I mean, he like he lost two of his clients, so um, he could bring somebody to come after Wardlow. That's old school. That's like old school fucking like wrestling where they bring yeah. in like a like a fish monster or some shit to fucking yeah it's like yeah. the bobby keenan exactly they bring like a fish monster to fucking take on like the big baby face you know all right next up we had a men of the year promo they bury dante martin who's challenging them dante interrupts with the most robotic promo i think i've ever heard he said um not a whole lot to say about it besides that he came out and said um you know i've been doing jobs to guys all over this roster up and down this roster <laughs> I've been doing jobs to everyone. I don't get wins. What makes you think I won't lay down for you at Rampage? What makes you think I won't job to you right fucking now? I would have liked that promo way more. <laughs> that would that would have been better than what we actually. And then of course, and then of course, right after his robot. You guys want to see me do a job to Scorpio Sky right now? The fan, the crowd pops. <laughs> like some straight up like New Age Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like, and then, and then, right after that, right after his robotic promo, you have Matt Seidel peek from behind him, going, "Hey, we're gonna wrestle you." <laughs> Listen, it, it, it was oh ro- it was robotic. I, I will say it was robotic, but for him, it was a little bit of a step in the right direction, like a little bit, like it yeah. was a little bit of improvement. Maybe. I mean, that's all you can ask for, I guess. He's been really bad before, but I think the the pay per view match we want to see with Dante next is him versus Hook in a three point shooting contest. Those guys look like they can fucking nail some threes. Okay. Uh, that would be a good match, though, I think. Oh, and just, yeah, and a wrestling match would be cool, too, I guess. Uh, we then had Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Uh, we start off with Tony and Britt, but Tony just wants uh, Jamie, who can blame her. Okay. Um, we get, you know, some some showboating with the, the Owen belt. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match overall, Um the stuff, especially with uh, when they, we finally did get like some Tony and Jamie stuff, that was pretty good and like just really aggressive and brutal. You get that uh, that hip attack again, mm-hmm. the ass attack, Popped hip attack, whatever you want to call fucking it. Insane, yep. yeah. yeah. Pop, and, popped her head like uh, a fucking door jammer. The big the big story <laughs> is uh, is at the end when uh, is it this was man, maybe was it Rampage or was it this show? I can't. remember. I think it was okay. this. So like Ruby wins, then. Jamie gets up. She has the. She attacked them with the Owen yeah. belts, and she then like yeah. Up, hey, she's like, holding it. It looks like she's holding the belt, and it looked like like she's yeah. a champion. And then the yeah, Brit's like, okay, like that's my belt, kind of thing. Yeah. So teasing very again. The the they do the little fucking sprinkles of shit like for a long time, and they're so good at that that we buy the shit whenever it actually happens. So uh, we just saw the the next little part of that. That's awesome. Everybody and looked good. Everybody take... looked good in this match, yeah. including yeah. Britt. We then have the main event for Dynamite, Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. Uh, this was a very solid and very yeah, brutal awesome. match. Um, this was, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have a ton of time, but man, they made use out of like every bit of time they had. Um, we get stare bumps, all kinds of like crazy. Uh, I think was it was it Garcia? What what happened to him when he was like just like thrown into like the stairs and just takes like this insane bump on them. 
Um, but yeah, you just get you know really solid match. Mox wins. I mean, obviously, you know, he's if he's there's a reason he's the number one contender um, for the title. So he wins with an elevated uh, paradigm shift into a uh, choke. Daniel is Daniel Garcia Again, the really PWG champ? Tough. He was. I think is he's he? PWG. I think he's currently PWG world champ. We can find out, but I know he was. I don't yeah. know if uh, that's changed. He's so fucking good, um, man. Man, the chemistry between these guys yeah, was yeah. off the charts. When do we get our PWG GCW unification title? <laughs> not going to say anything about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Joe, you may be old enough to remember this, Rem- and maybe you've seen them too, Doc. Remember at arcades and places like that or bowling alleys, they would have those little um, machines you could drop a quarter into and grab, and it would tell you like what kind of lover you are or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. If Mox and Daniel Garcia both grab that thing at the same time, like that shit's fucking breaking. Because these guys' chemistry what is the fuck are you is, talking is, about? <laughs> I'm just saying these guys' what? chemistry is fucking off the charts. This was a, a fantastic fucking wrestling match with you know, they've been on opposite sides of a a, a few and really Blackpool was just kind of like a throw in on that. So there was really not much build um other than they worked um that was you know, the weirdest way to get to yeah. that. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> the These love guys machine. Fucking, it, yeah, love machine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because of the okay. chemistry. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, you, know, you know how he is. He uh, always okay. makes his abstract metaphors. Jesus it's a sage advice. The sage advice is his role. Can we get Amber on the? Can we get Amber on here? We can. Because we, we need to can. ask her some questions about you. We can, at, we can, at, we can get her on here. <laughs> <laughs> um whatever like oh my god this was terrific fuck man this was so good <laughs> didn't have any business being this good really but it was just it seemed like we'll, they showed vince vaughn in the in the crowd for this i don't know vince vaughn is yeah. and macaulay culkin i don't know if vince vaughn is like an AEW fan but you know if he came to be entertained like he's got to be impressed by this yeah he's a he's an AEW fan you see there was like a somebody posted on twitter and um, they're like, it was like a fake news story, and it was like the next, the most recent guy to jump ship, and it had a picture of Vince Vaughn at a WWF sh- WWE show, oh, and then it had a picture of him. Well, at he was AW like, show. wasn't he like? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was something because he was like, because he had like the, the yeah, shirt he had on, the too. shirt on, so he was doing something with him. Maybe it was a movie, one of their crappy movies or something. But yeah, uh-huh. he fucking, uh, he absolutely did. It's fucking hilarious. So I guess he likes wrestling, or at least he, I mean, he's aware. <laughs> he knows about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually, usually if you tend to, like, you know, go yeah, to an yeah. event and, like, pay that money yeah. for tickets, you tend to be aware it, of but, wrestling. But also, the camera shot looked like he was far away, dude. He couldn't get those good seats. Vince Stop, Vaughn? A, uh, he, was, he, was on the, he was on the ground. He, he was, like, at the he's, very back of the fucking ground. It's a tough ticket. He, was way, he was way back there. He was probably hoping we would get like the typical like you know Blackpool Comets club stuff where we you know get out in the crowd a bit you know hopefully you know get to like yeah. you know wave his hand on you know Mox's back like at, everyone else. At, hey Vince Vaughn, the come sage, on the show and tell yeah. us about your experience with wrestling. Daniel Garcia is yeah. current PWG champ, by the way. Gotcha. And with good, yeah, good I, I, yeah, I just checked that. Mm, I want to see these guys go at it again. Yeah, for, absolutely. 100%. You know they will. Yeah. Did JR, yeah, I mean, he's a young guy. Did JR say something weird during this? Match? No, yeah, he said no, the, he said something uh, weird all the time, dude. Constantly, I like lost uh, track. We used to like to cover him on okay. the show, but I've lost track of the weird shit he says. I remember a couple. Okay, a couple things he said on this broadcast. Number one, during the Ruby Soho, the the match we just mentioned, the tag match, 
he was talking about Lars Fredrickson from Rancid for oh, some reason. No. Like <laughs> Lars is a good dude. <laughs> oh, there was there was one there was one spot uh, I did write down one thing for Jr. Uh, he said uh, during the uh, big tag match he questioned why Brandon Cutler has a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay, there, okay. Also during that match, they were playing up that Matt Hardy and Christian like have beef or whatever i guess because of the old feud yeah and jr's like tlc and legendary things like that like dude are you fucking trying <laughs> yeah. to sell subscriptions to wwe network <laughs> go what back go back and I mean, watch I, I think it's <laughs> i think he's just acknowledged i mean like it's the first thing you ever think of when you think of like edging christian on the hardy i guess i guess it's you know he's he's not playing the audience for like idiots he's not insulting your intelligence by pretending that that's Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. You convinced me. It's okay. It's okay, Jr. Being like the the Cutler thing is that he was just like he just sounded like legitimate about. It. He's like, why does this guy Dude, have a job? Like, here? if you, I, I, I can't remember what it was, but I went back and I was watching uh, just something old and hearing Jim Ross and just how fucking different he is now. And God, dude, he's just like he hardly adds anything to the fucking commentary team anymore. Like. I can't say that. I mean, I think that he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't necessarily add anything. I'll, ta- to I'll him, take a Mauro but... Ronaldo over him any day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Like, it sounds like he's just like half paying attention, and then he like chimes in a little bit and just says something really weird. I'm sorry. I don't know if he's not as good as he used to be, or if it's just like he doesn't care. I think it's like just age and health. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an old man. I guess so. He's got you know. The Bell's Palsy and whatnot, I'm sure it doesn't help. Yeah. Bell's Palsy is a bitch. (laughs) 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 Uh, AEW Rampage, June 3rd. Uh, We open up with Lucha Brothers vs. Young Bucks. The crowd was super hot just at the start of this. Commentary puts over that they've had eight matches in AEW. And this was uh, definitely one of them. And it was really good, really fun match. Um, just some insane athleticism on display at various points. Bucks eventually go over. Uh, they win with the uh, BTE trigger. There was initially a tease for that where like Fe- Ray Phoenix just kind of walked out of it, which I thought was kind of funny because like it's just like when well, that's that's a little weird way to deal with it. But uh, mm. yeah, really good match I thought because Rampage was live this week, and you know the actual meat of that ticket that you buy is is an hour long program. I know that. They felt they needed something like with blockbuster marquee appeal and this was it. And yeah, it delivered what you thought. And speaking of PWG, I think it got a shout out by um, uh, Excalibur during this match because I think they had. had Why would he shout out PWG? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they'd had a clash there, too. So, um, yeah, but uh, no complaints here. This was fucking awesome. The Lucha Brothers continue to fucking never really be a part of a bad match. You know, these guys have history and chemistry and all that. I don't know that it was like, you know, my favorite tag match that they've had or that either one of these teams has had but didn't disappoint and of course we get the spot where matt jackson rips off penta's mask oh my god yeah the e- <laughs> it was like the easiest like ripoff i've ever seen he just like swipes he, it yeah. from well he's of course you know he's so strong he's so strong though <laughs> yeah there must have been like some butter under the uh surface of that mask like <laughs> This yeah, is a well. I mean, yeah. they do this. They do this every time they wrestle the Lucha Brothers. So he's probably just used to pulling off his mask. They didn't in the. Uh, they, they've torn out their masks before, but I don't remember. Don't I don't remember Penta's mask thing. coming off like this. I, th- I think they hair. did it. To, I think they did it to uh, to Ray Phoenix the last time. Mm. 
Next up, we had... Um, now, I kind of want to, like, preface this a little bit. Usually, you know, when they promote these events, they will, like, say, like, you know, these stars. So, like, in this case, it was, you know, Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs in action. And usually that means, like, okay, you know, it's a job match. This is, like, the biggest jobbers they've ever, like, put out. They didn't even announce who these guys were. Mm-hmm. No graphics to say who they were. And they, to further bury them, they had a promo from Team Taz that, like, played, like, picture-in-picture picture with the match. Oh, yeah, and they fucking matched Dude, this while was, they were in picture-in-picture. Picture. You, know yeah. you know what this was, and it almost could have been this by design? This was WWF superstars from when I was a kid. Yeah. I hated this, though. Demolition comes out to wreck some jobbers, and they're also cutting promos in a picture-in-picture. Picture. It's exactly like that. I have flashbacks to being little. They could have done... Yeah, that huh. was that's exactly what it was, but they could have done... They could have done that little picture-in-picture promo during the entrance, and we could have saw the match. So I didn't like. You're that. right. I mean, there wasn't much to see. I mean, see. it was still yeah. cool. We still got to see the moves. I mean, it existed. Yeah. You know, there was. Yeah, that was cool. And you, like, I want to see that, but like, cool idea, like shitty timing. I, I mean, I liked it, but I mean, I get your point that like, you know, it might have been nice to get a better look at the moves. From but. a purist standpoint, you're right, but. For me, just having like a quick nostalgia flashback, like I was entertained by that. You could have had that nostalgia fl- flashback if they did it right, so it doesn't matter. I love nostalgia. That's all I care about. <laughs> you guys like the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to remake uh, uh, WrestleMania 1. Reboot WrestleMania. Oh my God, dude, they should fucking straight up remake WrestleMania 1. <laughs> Reboot it. Oh, dude, you're, no, you're on to something. Are they going to cast, <laughs> cast are the, guys? Are, would, they, would they do it like how they did... Um, Oh, crap what was it they did that like page movie where like they had like other people oh like, other yeah wrestlers play. like so like they had like for aj lee they had um a selena vega play her and it was just like really that weird. so like, do weird we do that for like WrestleMania it was so one? recent aj lee is still alive like she could have she could play there herself that was so hangman weird could play i think hangman i don't think she wanted to because it was a wwe production and they probably weren't gonna have her on there maybe yeah. but i think uh yeah I don't know, man. I think fucking Hangman can play fucking Paul Orndorff <laughs> or Barry Windham. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Hangman! There we go. Who plays Mr. T? It would have to be. It, it would like, have yeah, to be WWE wrestlers. So who's Baron Corbin playing? Piper? Mr. T's got to be Quentin <laughs> Quentin Jackson, right? He played him in the eighteen movie. God, that page I don't know. Movie. Can we talk about? The, I don't want to talk about the page movie. No, let's not do that. Not <laughs> Didn't they have somebody else play play Paige as well? She's still alive too. She's the main. Ca- yeah, well, she can't, but she can't wrestle. <laughs> can't wrestle. Can't act. <laughs> and they wouldn't have been able to get any fucking scene shot because she would have just been blowing the crew. Okay. She let she let somebody come, up. She let somebody come on the film. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the celluloid fucking yeah. ruin it. Not that they shot it on film, but Yeah. Okay. Um all right, so the squash match. That's some fun shit to cut out. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping that. No, no don't you dare. <laughs> uh, I think it should stay. Um <laughs> all right. Uh, we had a uh, Kira Hogan versus Athena. Um the baddies and Stokely are at ringside. Um, the uh, pretty, I, I thought it was decent. We haven't really seen um, Kira Hogan much on uh, TV. Um, and obviously, this is Athena's debut match. Uh, we do get a, um, there's a few spots that were a little weird. Like, there was like a dive where they're like, oh, like it was like a fake out, but it, it just seemed like she just stopped and then did it. That anyways. was good. Yeah. I hear you, but I thought it, I thought it worked. Uh, fair enough. 
Um, Kira whips out a um, leaping leg drop, uh, shades of her grandfather, perhaps. Her <laughs> grandfather. Okay. All right. Special delivery Jones. No real relation. No, no real relation <laughs> with uh, Hulk Hogan, obviously. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Just pretending. Uh, then uh, Athena wins with the. Um, they, they're calling it the Swan Diving Cutter now. The, was that well, what it was called back in the no, 80s? Well, she's. Okay, so she got it from a wrestler named Jigala James Johnson out here. Uh, really good, really good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like really good friends, and I guess he. she he asked him to use it and stuff like that. It was called the O-Face. And uh, as far as I know, he invented oh. it. So I've never Jigolo seen Jigolo James Johnson once asked me on MySpace if there were any moves I'd like to see him do in a match. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Did she call it the O-Face when she did um, it? She or? probably called it the O-Face if she did it on the indies. Um, I think they called it the Eclipse uh-huh. in WWE. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to call it now. But, yeah, that's... Apparently Swan Diving Cutter. That is the O-Face. <laughs> by one gigolo james johnson uh i fucking thought this was really good showing of athena i mean we talked about her being like the definition of mediocre uh, on her on the mic but (laughs) she was the op like not the opposite but she was she that that's not the story here she's incredible i thought she was so fucking good here she was definitely good. I said the, the one spot I just thought that was like a little weird, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought she was really good. Like she later sh- she later shots in like mm-hmm. she, everything she did looked um, really believable, and uh, she looked yeah she's re- extremely athletic. Like she was good. She took a really cool bump on the apron when a uh, red velvet sweeped her leg. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was really over the top, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She like hit her face and then fell backwards and then like fucking did the fucking yeah. hold up bump like the accordion like hold up bump yeah what did you think Dave I I thought yeah I thought she was really good she goes through the bottom feeder of the baddies or whatever the current bottom feeder she did some more Disney Channel stuff but that's okay um, but, I have to I have yeah. to say she was so okay. good in this match I would be I would go as far as saying she might be like top three on the whole company on the women's roster. No ring rust evident. Okay. No ring rust evident. None, you know, none at all. Like she, it looks like she. And it's weird working. too because I don't think she was necessarily. She might be top last when she was in WWE. She, well, I mean, that might be on WWE. She, yeah. she was. You know, she might be top two. Is, who's better than her? Yeah. Maybe Jamie Hayter. That's it. Who's better? Who else is? Who's better than her? Thunder's up there. Um, yeah, I mean, she's Steve's pretty she's, good. Yeah, she, I, I mean, think she's better the, than both of them. She's right in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think she's better than both of them. No joke. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to like see more of a body of work before I Statlander, judge. Statlander, maybe. Yeah, maybe Statlander. Yeah, and even then, man. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I guess we gotta see more matches of her. But this this impressed me so much. She instantly looked like one of the absolute best in the entire company, as far as the women's roster goes. Big takeaway: she didn't lose a step, and it looks like maybe she's even gotten better, or she's more motivated, mm-hmm. or yeah, she's maybe, just not held know. down by fucking dumb WWE shit. They're making her a threat to Jade, and thank God, you know, mm-hmm. something that's worthy. yeah. I mean, they even like sold that like Jade looked a little nervous yeah. It's the first time we've seen Jade fucking like act that way, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little unnerved. Uh, we then have a House of Black promo. This is uh, what we mean by the house always wins. Julia Hart says uh, she basically blames society, like any good golf girl, for what happened to her. That was that was that. No no tease for what's next. The CM Punk promo then happened that we talked about before. Um, a few details that we didn't talk about. He did put over that Brian Danielson and John Moxley, uh, two XWD guys, um, would be good uh, 
potential people to uh, take the championship in his stead. Uh, he'll be back, hopefully, and better. He said he's going to be better, and that this is just a setback. So okay, this it was a good promo, yeah, despite the bad news. It was a good promo, but it wasn't very communicative because there was confusion whether or not he was yeah going to uh, relinquish the belt or not. Yeah. And no one really That's knew. That's mostly because of Jericho. He didn't discuss no, the plan it, very well. Yeah, I would say it's mostly yeah. during Jericho, but like Jericho said that, and I think Taz said something too, because they're both as confused as I was. I think they got the impression that he was yeah. relinquishing, but he also said Tony said, you know, he believes in me. Like it wasn't. Come on, dude, you gotta you gotta make that clear. You have to make that clear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think like you know, it's for us who like kind of like live and breathe this stuff, you know. Even when the show goes off the air, like, yeah, like, we got the clarification to it eventually. But it was, I agree, it was definitely more confusing than it needed to Absolutely. be. I went on to, uh, I went on a Twitter or whatever, like a nerd during the commercial break, and everyone was fucking confused and arguing. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not people were like, no, he's relinquishing. He's just like, no, he's not. He's keeping it. And then it turned out it was like a third option, which is we should have known. Because they would do this when Cody would miss two weeks of TV. They're going to have an interim champion. This makes a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people say that they've gone to this well too often. I mean, they only did it once. But, like, they, yeah, they pro- maybe they shouldn't have bothered. But whatever. I mean, it's, I, I think, like, you know, the interim championship thing, it works. Like, it gives you a built-in feud when the champ comes back and whatnot. I I don't think it's a bad idea, and I think they're making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, and we don't know how long he's going to be out for, and if it's an undetermined amount of time and it's going to be greater than X, it makes sense to do it. If it's just if it's just a month, it, I don't know. I guess they want something at Forbidden Door with the AEW championship, and that might be part of the promise to New Japan. I don't know yeah. that there's going to be an AEW title match, so this might be a way to satisfy that. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm excited that, um, that we're getting... Uh, you know, some big shit this week and that we will have Tana going for the AEW championship after all and, you know, one way, shape, or form at Forbidden Door. And by the way, did you see yesterday that Tanahashi, not that this means anything because he says shit like this all the time, but he put out there that he wants CM Punk to come and wrestle at um, Wrestle Kingdom. He wants he wants so who to come to fucking wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom? Tanahashi, like, oh, yeah. invited CM Punk to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Oh, crazy. Be cool to still get yeah. the match. And then that takes us to the main event: uh, Dante Martin versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Uh, during the like, you know, the you know, time for the main event segment with Mark Henry, Dante looked fucking high. Was I the only one who like noticed that? Like he just looked like he was. Uh, I mean, I don't think he was, but he just looked like he was on another fucking planet. I I thought there was something off too, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I was I was battling distractions through this match and ended up putting on again and getting more distractions. But I think between the two viewings, I, I got it. And I, yeah, I thought there was something off with it, but I couldn't tell if it was just me not being able to give it 100% my undivided attention. So, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, like, during the match, it wasn't like he, like, you know, wrestled high or anything, but it's just, like, the promo was really fucking weird. They were like, oh, you're looking robotics. And I was like, all right, how about now, man? Yeah, it was but, weird. But, but uh, overall, I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, there was SCU chance for Scorpio and uh, Ethan Page is on the outside, just like covering his ears and shaking his head. Like <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, like way to like sell that you know doesn't like his uh, partner's uh, history. Uh, there was a spot where Dante kicked Scorpio Sky to the outside, I believe, and he kind of sells his leg a bit, and he mentions this later. I assume it's kind of playing off of the Punk thing. I assume it's not like you know they're not two champs down, uh, injured. 
But overall, pretty fun stuff. Uh, Scorpio eventually wins with a uh, TKO after Dante had hit one himself. And yeah, that was uh, that was that match. It was a TNT title match. What do you think of yeah. this, Joey? It was fine. It was good. This is the kind of stuff that I've been wanting to see uh, Scorpio's guy doing from the start. Mm-hmm. That's okay. just having good match after good match after good match as the yeah. TNT champion. This is this is where he shines, not in these weird fucking storylines. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know we'll probably get you know another weird storyline or something at the end. But even then, I think it'd probably be something more nat- natural, like Ethan Page turning on him or something like that. I can see that, yeah, and not you know, and not like this you know never-ending quest to uh, be his butt buddy. Yeah, he'll he'll be involved in something. <laughs> yeah, it won't just be like TNT open challenge for the next several months. Yeah. He'll, he'll get involved in a storyline or a, a feud of note, but yeah. uh, just hopefully it's better than what, the one we just got out of. Sure. Yeah, well, that wraps up AEW TV for the week. We have a big dynamite this week, obviously, with AEW interim heavyweight championship implications. MJF continuation, presumably. Hopefully, they don't make the mistake of keeping them off TV. This is going to be a big um, episode. Yeah, it will. 100%. Pretty much every episode is going to be big for the foreseeable future, to be honest. Dude, what a summer it's shaping up to be. You know, we've got the build to the pay-per-view, the MJF stuff going on, the the injuries and the you know championship situations right after the pay-per-view we've got blood and guts uh, it's yeah i'm sure all these storylines are going to continue deep off into the summer which i remember when i was a kid sometimes sometimes summer would get a little dog day-ish with wrestling booking and i know that numbers can go down as people are on vacations and things but it doesn't look like AEW is sending too many people on vacation this summer so very interesting, and uh, I mean, duh, we're gonna keep our eyes on it. I would like to go over some quick hits while we while we have a <clears throat> yeah yeah chance Let's here. I watched a little bit of GCW. I wanted to talk about um, one particular match. I watched some of the other matches, but I really don't want to get into them because it was not or near as good as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But Masha Slamovich versus Lufisto was this is the one that I wanted to see and didn't get yeah. a chance to. It was pretty good. It wasn't like anything mind blowing. Um, I don't think you're gonna miss anything by not watching it, but it was really good. If you put this match on TV with like on AEW TV or some or even WWE TV, it would be good. Like it would be like above average probably. But it wasn't anything like crazy or or, or, or anything. But man, Masha Slamovich, and I've said this about her, about her before. Go out of your way to watch her because I think she's gonna be somebody really special one day. She's really awesome. She does really unique stuff. She's innovative. And uh, she's really explosive, so keep an eye on her. And I was, that's the main reason why I watch her. She's easily my favorite independent woman wrestler right now. She's in Impact right now, right? She's working in Impact, yeah. But you know, it's Impact. So way to just bury it, like it's not even. I mean, I don't even know what it is. Who? What is Impact now? And there's such good people there, and they they're they're making no ripples in the industry by being there. None of their storylines make the news. None of their storylines are interesting. Like, what's going on in Impact? What the fuck? That's a story. That's a conversation for another day, I think. But uh, also yeah. another quick hit. Um, our, I made our Discord server. We're just setting it up for y'all, and uh, probably this week we'll send out some invites and everything. We want to make sure it's like nice and good to go and looks good, and all the roles are set up and all that good, kind of good shit. So uh, keep an eye on that this week. So, but it's made. It's uh, it's good to go, and and we're just gonna fix it all up and everything, and and uh, look forward to that. You guys have anything awesome. else? Yeah, I had a I had one quick scenario before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on, just to kind of see what you would do. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> say like you've had a like a rough couple weeks at work, and 
maybe you have some back soreness, so you oh, go no. and get like a, a massage. And you go in the room, you lay down on the table, and like the the um, hostess tells you like strip down your comfort level, which is nude because you've done this before. Right. So you're sitting on the bed, and you hear the door open, and you hear a hello. The, oh, no. You know, the masseuse has a slight accent. And oh, no. you, you say hi, and um, she says, I'm legit Layla. I'm going to be getting your massage today. <laughs> I, have, I like how she introduced herself as legit Layla. Not Layla hers, <laughs> just legit Layla. And you turn around, and it's legit Layla from AEW. You're like, holy shit. What, what, I didn't know you did massage therapy. Said, yeah, I've been injured. I just got out of the hospital. You know, I'm trying to trying to make a little extra money. You know, during this downtime, not selling a lot of t-shirts when I'm off TV. So you're like, holy shit, okay, like, and you're just kind of buzzing. So she said, I'm, I'm actually new to this, but let me let me know how I do, you know, because I'm I'm trying to get better at this too, just like wrestling. So she comes in. The first thing she does, she gets the oil and she opens the bottle and she spills the whole thing of oil on your back. And you feel the oil just gooping and glopping everywhere. And she's like, oh, my God, sorry. And you said, no, don't worry about it. So she gets a towel and, and rubs it off. But she didn't really do a good job and you still feel kind of gross. So she starts massaging your back and she's doing the thing with, like, the edges of her hands. And she just pinches the shit out of you. And you yelp in pain. You're like, oh, she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, that was a new technique. I probably shouldn't have tried that. So the massage goes on, and it's pretty lackluster. And at the end, she said, now it's time for your hot rock treatment. <laughs> she brings in the hot rocks and puts them on your back, and it just bursts. They're hot as fuck. And you're like, oh, my God, those rocks are fucking hot. She said, of course they're hot. It's hot rock treatment. What do you think? And you're just like, oh, my God. Fuck. You had it before, but it's so fucking hot. So she gets done, and she's like, all right, you're, you're wrapped up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and let you get dressed, and then uh, I'll see you outside. So you're getting dressed, and... You look in the mirror and like you see you just have like these nasty burns on your back from the oh hot my rocks. God. And you're like, oh my fucking God. So you go out in the hallway and she meets you with her boss and she says, hey, this is my boss. And she wants to know like how good of a job I did. What do you what do? You do? I think we should uh, <laughs> leave that for the listeners to decide what they will do. And I got to pee. May your week be filled with monster pops. Catch you guys later. I'll see you guys. <laughs>